Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back. WrestleMania week is in the books. It was one hell of a week to be a wrestling fan. We got so much to discuss from inside and outside the ring, and we're ready to dive into all of it. But first, let me introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm still recovering, man. I feel like I feel like last week was a marathon. It was a good, a good marathon, but I am I'm beat. And Marco, how's life up in Massachusetts? Oh, it's a uh... It's wonderful over here. I mean, a week of wrestling. I almost forgot NXT was on Tuesday. That was a. Uh, I was like, just overload, just wrestling overload, just coming out, coming out <laughs> of the was, ears. It was nonstop. It's been, literally been nonstop action for like fourteen. Since days, last like. last Tuesday night yeah. was our last off night before yeah. tonight. You know, we had we had AEW and, and, and NXT, NXT last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We had Takeover Part Two on Thursday, SmackDown on Friday. WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday, Raw Monday, NXT Tuesday, AEW Wednesday, and now Thursday, our first off night, we're taping this award-winning podcast. Yeah. Exactly. Woo. It's been wild. Uh, Sheena, remind the folks where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Find Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. And as always, you can join our Foley fam over at uh, ChickFoleyShow.com. Uh, we upload a new episode of Unboxing Mania every week. And our Royal Rumble Watch Along series is kicking back up soon. Um, we just have so much going on over there. And speaking of our Foley fam, really quickly, I wanted to give uh, an awesome shout out to our boy, Foley fam member, Scott Egg. Egg Natowski. I knew I was going to mess his name. Say. I know. I knew I was going to mess his name up. Sorry, Scott. I probably still didn't say it right. But regardless, I love you. Um, he created this amazing Foley Fam logo in the form of like the Bullet Club logo. And guys, it is so good. If you go to my Instagram, I posted a print that he sent us, and he sent me some stickers too. So we are definitely getting this up on a T-shirt, and um, we'll we'll get some more stickers made. We'll ask Scott to to make us some more stickers. But yeah, it, it's it's awesome. I, I love it so much. Yeah, that's going to be the next T-shirt going up on the Chick Foley Show store on ProWrestlingTees.com. Uh, reminder for those that didn't see Sheena's post on Instagram and Marco's tweet, uh, all of our shirts are getting vaulted. We're going to do it as kind of just a way to freshen up the store a little bit and um, give you guys something to look forward to when we occasionally bring the bring the old shirts back out of the vault. But after this current spring fling sale is up, the shirts are going away, everything except the OG. And then we'll just rotate in uh, some new designs as our creativity is sparked. And we link up with some of the awesome, awesome artists that we work with. Uh, One other thing we want to announce on the Facebook group. So this is exclusively for our Patreon members. Uh, Me and our our UK buddy, Phil Dunnett, we are going to be kicking off the Prediction League we talked about last month. The first show that's going to be a part of it is going to be the May 5th AEW Dynamite Blood and Guts episode. So that's going to be how we kick it off. And this season is going to run all the way through SummerSlam. So uh, stay tuned in the Facebook group over the weekend uh, for the details on how it's going to run and how it's going to be. It's going to be a ton of fun. And for anybody listening right now that's not a premium member of the Foley fam, you still have time to join at ChickFoleyShow.com and participate. Also want to let you guys know we are running another giveaway. Uh, the last couple of weeks has just been so jam-packed with wrestling content from all corners of 
everywhere, the internet and TV <laughs> and everywhere that we knew if we did anything, it'd get lost in the shuffle. But we're going to get back into the weekly giveaways starting this week with Elite 82 Alexa Bliss, complete with the Womaze championship belt. Remember, Very this timely. is the uh, yeah, the tag team belt where they had H instead of N on uh, women's champions. So mm-hmm. uh, it is a cool figure, though. And it's the first time you're getting this belt, though. So something of a collector's item. And obviously, Alexa had a big role in WrestleMania. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But we're going to make this one super easy. Since it's been a while, since we've done a giveaway, we're going to ease you guys back into it. All you have to do is just DM a screenshot to either Marco on Twitter or Sheena on Instagram showing that you guys listen to this podcast that we're recording right now. And we'll announce the winner on next week's show. Uh, Sheena, tell them about the Pod Foundation. So we have linked arms with um, some of our brothers out there in the podcasting world, and uh, we've created the Pod Foundation to kind of give you guys a well-rounded look at all aspects of uh, pro wrestling. So, you know, you have our show, which you know and love. Uh, we have our our brothers in the Survivor Series team over at uh, the Extra Cooler Show, where they bring you all the nostalgia feels, where they, you know, recap a retro um, a retro wrestling match every single week. We have our guys over at Turnbuckle Tavern that are going to give you the most in-depth look at all things AEW. So it is definitely, if you're into AEW, you definitely need to check out uh, the Turnbuckle Tavern. And then we have our guys over at Pyramid Wrestling who give you everything that you need to know about um, you know, action figures and action figure news. And they do some deep dives and they have some really cool interviews with uh, you know, really niche collectors. So definitely check out all of our members of the Pod Foundation. You can check us out on Instagram at Pod Foundation. Um, and all of, our, all of our shows and everything are linked over there. And you'll always stay up to do up to date on uh, what's going on with all of us. And before we dig into it, we want to let you guys know to always use code Chick Foley at ringsidecollectibles.com, the number one worldwide source for wrestling figures and wrestling figure accessories. You guys ready to dive into WrestleMania week? Let's go, dude. Do it. All right. WrestleMania 37 is in the books. It was a two night extravaganza. The first time in over a year that the WWE universe was physically in the house to watch the show. Uh, Marco, just give us uh, some of your overall thoughts and takeaways from, from this year's mania. Um, man, it was a lot to take in. So, uh, (laughs) let me, uh, let me try to refresh my memory. Um, I did, I did enjoy both nights. Um, they, they each brought like a different type of, of feel. I mean, I think, the you know the first night was probably like the out of the two probably the most um watched and the most i'd probably say the most important out of both of them um obviously we know that sunday nights are the the night for pay-per-views but um wrestlemania on the saturday people in attendance for the very first time and you know the the, be, the even the beginning of the show and everyone was standing on the stage that got me really emotional. I oh, wasn't man. expecting to feel like that. You know, I mean, I yeah. was excited to see fans in the audience, but when you know when they were like um, singing "America the Beautiful" and all that, and then it was like you know, yeah. like it was panning across all of the uh, all of the you know people like the superstars' faces and stuff. And at first, I was like, why are all the superstars out there on the platform you know what i mean like it was just kind of like why is everybody out there rubbing elbows but then it kind of just like hit me like this is very ceremonial you know like yeah. this is this is deserves like a little bit of like appreciation and you know a little bit of like letting down the fourth wall a little bit and then they they showed that close-up of rhea ripley with like tears in her eyes and i was just like oh man i'm getting a little choked up here yeah there was a lot of uh there was a lot of uh <clears throat> other superstars with like you know showing emotion on their face and stuff like that as they should yeah um, they, went a, with, they went a whole year without seeing 
you know, the people that, yeah, you know, you bring think, them I mean, joy. That's like a huge well. part of what they do. That's a huge yep. part of their business and, you know, how they draw their creativity. And, you know, it's been missing for over an, over a year. I mean, and it's still on, on the week to week, it's still not there. I mean, we have the Thunderdome, which is an improvement versus like being in the, the performance center. But yeah, it's like the audience is a huge part of making wrestling what it is. So to finally have them back and hear real live people and see real life faces, it's just, it was, it was a moment. Yeah, no, you- the live audience is really what helps you suspend your disbelief when you're watching it. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. we all know that you know wrestling is it's sports entertainment. It's not a an actual athletic competition, but having the audience there is what really helps you just kind of immerse yourself in and yeah. watching these you know two combatants go at it to to see who's the the better competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheena, what was your match of the of the show between the two nights? Oh man, uh, I, I'm gonna have to go with. Um, Roman, the triple threat, so Roman versus Daniel Bryan versus Edge was probably, for me, the best match, most exciting match. Um, It it was just, like, action-packed. I mean, from the beginning with Jey Uso getting involved, you know, and Edge putting him through the steel steps, you know, the double spear. Um, And then that moment where Edge had Roman in, like, the cross face with, like, the broken chair piece, and Daniel Bryan came in with the the yes lock. Uh, It was just... It was just nonstop action and the ending with the double pin and everything. It was just, it was just incredible. I I did cringe a little bit when, you know, Daniel Bryan took that concerto. I was like, no, not Daniel Bryan. Like, you know, you can't do this to this man. Um, But then I was laughing because before that, uh, Daniel Bryan was talking crap to Edge about having a bad neck. And I was like, really, bro? You're going to talk crap to somebody about having a bad neck, you know? That's the exactly. pot call in the kettle black. But yeah, I would I, there was there was some really fun matches and a lot of great matches. I mean, clearly the main event from the night um from the night before was excellent, but it was just for me that was match of the of the event. How about you, Marco? You got a different opinion on this one? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to actually go with the first main event uh of the of WrestleMania weekend uh as my favorite match of the night. Um just like I said before, the first night of Mania was was I think was the out of the two nights was the night yeah. for Mania. That's just my my own personal opinion. Um, not gauging from anyone else that was saying anything or uh, just reading around because um, I haven't seen anyone actually compare the two nights. Um, but I, I would say the first night, just because like we, we talked about the feel, everything that was going on, um, just the emotion of uh, of the fans in attendance, and then and then that match happens, and you have. You have uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair at the beginning of the match, not even starting the match, just like pretty much taking it in. Like for one, there you know they're actually there's actually people in attendance to see this this match happen. Yeah, um, unlike you know Drew McIntyre didn't have that um, chance when he won the title last year, so they were taking it in. Um, and just like the significance of the match, too, we, there's like a huge topic of debate a debate in our in our little group chat there, uh, but. Um, it, it's the the feeling of again another main event uh, match with two women uh, going at it, um, and two little, black women. I mean, that's, you know women, what I mean. Yeah. That's that's definitely you the know, first time. Note. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, first time ever in, in WWE history. You see two women of color, and, and I will in a say main event. that uh, that match, even though the build was was kind of a letdown. Um, it's still, I mean, I feel like, I think, you know, what really set set the other match, you know, the triple threat over for me over the um, over the women's match. It wasn't that it was necessarily better. I just felt like something was missing from the, um, from the women's match as far as like the build and stuff, you know, the storytelling and whatnot. The match was incredible. I mean, Bianca Belair is a freaking machine. I, like I was telling you guys in the chat while we were watching the, the, um, 
the match. I, that's the kind of strong, like I aspire to be like when she had, you know, Sasha Banks in a gorilla press and just like walked up the steel steps yeah. and on the aprons and just like <laughs> dumped her over. I was like, Oh my God, like this woman is incredible. And then, you know, the hair, like the hair whip and all oh that kind God. of stuff. Yeah. It Brutal. was, it was so amazing. I just wish WWE had done these women some justice and, um, gave them the bill that they deserved granted you know it didn't take away any of the significance of the night or any of the significance of what what was happening there it was still a super special moment and then when sasha was over the side you know we sent we saw that clip of her like over there you know still still playing it up uh still living the gimmick but she was smiling you know looking up at bianca and just have letting bianca have her moment so yeah it was it was a great match no doubt for me, I obviously I'm biased here, but I loved uh, Seth and Cesaro's match. Oh, I thought yeah. they really brought the energy. Yeah. Um, Seth was busting out some new moves you haven't seen before. That like barrel roll splash he did off the top rope was was really freaking cool. I mean, yeah, that, that, could, that cool. could be a finisher for a lot of guys. Uh, and, and obviously Cesaro getting the win in his first ever one on one match at WrestleMania. So that was my personal favorite match. As far as I think like the critically best match, I, I got to agree with Sheen. I think it was that triple threat. And uh, at the end of night two, Bianca and Sasha was technically excellent, but mm-hmm. like kind of like you guys touched on that feud just really hadn't built to the fever pitch that was worthy of the WrestleMania main event. I yeah. think if it was any other normal year, um, Drew and Bobby would have been the main event, but they wanted to give Drew the the first entrance in front of the crowd because he had definitely earned that with all the work that he did during the uh, pandemic era. But that's why I, I give the triple threat match from night two. Um, the, the nod as far as overall the best like critical match um with just just a hair better than than mm-hmm. Sasha and Bianca um let's get into uh some of the lowlights you know WrestleMania it's a it's a long show every year yeah with the two night format there's even more room to mix in some stuff that may not necessarily be worthy of a uh, WrestleMania moment to quote Michael Cole uh Sheena what was your biggest letdown of the two night show so this wasn't even something that I thought in the beginning was going to be a letdown um you know because clearly there are some matches on the card where you could just be like you know like the women's tag matches and stuff where you're just like, okay, like, you know, surely this will just, you know, it ended up being like way long when it shouldn't have been. But the, um, the biggest letdown for me was the fiend versus Randy Orton. I thought that was just like the wet fart of the night. You know, they started off hot. I mean, the fiend actually had a really cool entrance, which, which, which I felt like something that was something that was missing throughout the whole show, uh, was the big grandiose entrances that we're so used to for WrestleMania. I felt like they were pretty, pretty reserved entrances. People just like, you know, come down to their Titan Tron and their music. Um, for the most part, it was, yeah, just the standard entrances. Yeah. I think uh, yeah. maybe because it was the first time in front of the crowd. And a lot of guys have changed up their entrance a little bit during the Thunderdome. So it was still the first time a live audience was seeing this style of entrance. But yeah, you're right. There was nothing over the top except for, uh, like I said, Bad Bunny. And the yeah, team. we're used to seeing Triple H like come down on some sort of motorized vehicle. Police you know, escort. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's like usually like fire, like, I mean, you know, drones or, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. Right. But, um, you know, The Fiend actually had a really cool entrance because Alexa came down to this giant jack-in-the-box where he like you know she she cranked the handle um and well let me let me back up the the coolest thing about the entrance at first was randy orton came out in all white which i was like what the heck is going on here i have never seen randy orton in white gear um so hopefully that we'll get an action figure of that because it was very unique to see him see him rocking that gear so that grabbed my attention right off the bat and then the jack-in-the-box gimmick where the fiend came out of the -the jack-in-the-box and was just kind of like you know addressing the crowd and whatnot. Um, he, he turned from his crispy fried self back into the regular fiend, which was something of note too. He kind of just walked through this like paranormal curtain and, uh, became the, the regular fiend again, but the match overall, the red light was cool. Um, 
you know, I, I don't normally love the red light, but, you know, we were talking about it in our chat and you guys kind of won me over on it saying that if he didn't have the red light, it would just kind of look goofy. So I did, I did like the red light, but the match was only like five minutes long. Alexa comes out and does this like Billie Eilish gimmick where she has the black, you know, goo running down her face. And then the fiend gets distracted and it only takes one RKO to take him out, which we've seen the fiend literally take like 10 curb stomps and not be able to be defeated. And, uh, yeah, it, 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 for me, it was just a miss. I don't, you know, and they explained it. I guess Alexa's breaking off and doing her own thing. I don't know, but it just didn't work for me, dog. It's a no for it me. Was, uh, it was eerily similar to the the finish of their championship match at WrestleMania 33. You know, Bray threw the, I think it was like maggots on the apron, tried to distract Randy Orton. And as soon as it went back to normal, Randy Orton just hits an RKO out of nowhere and matches over. So, yeah, yeah Randy Orton is now 2-0 and with a simple RKO out of nowhere on Bray at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, Marco, how about you? What were, what were some of your letdowns? Um, I mean, I was actually I was thinking about that match, too. With uh, with Alexa, you know, kind of distracting. And I don't think mm-hmm. it was like a. I mean, if you want to, you want to like not break kayfabe and keep a kayfabe. Um, since she has like all this power now, um, I think like the like maybe she kind of weakened the fiend to let him, you know, take an RKO <laughs> and get the pen. If you want to yeah, go that route, I've seen, that's I've what seen I'm some, go with. yeah, I've seen some pretty crazy fan theories about what's yeah. what's actually going on out there. I mean, she's there. more, I mean, yeah, she's more powerful now, and you know, mm-hmm. her reaching her hand out to him was kind of like maybe she's like drawing the power away from the fiend, and you know, then he took an RKO and lost. But that wasn't actually the. I didn't even mind that match at all. I'm probably like the only person in the to world me, that did not hate we move it on from that match yeah. to, to me. The problem with that is that, you know, we've grown up, we've been conditioned to WrestleMania is kind of like the end of the season in wrestling, even mm-hmm. though, you know, the new season starts the very next night. That's kind of like the season finale of wrestling. And the way that match ended, it was like, okay, we know this story is just continuing on. It was like yeah. another plot yeah. twist or something in the story. And the other thing is it just, there was no lead into it as much as we love like unpredictability and swerves, a swerve just for a swerve's sake, just leaves everyone feeling confused. Yes. And that was kind of the vibe at the end of that match. You know, you said yeah. you, you heard the crowd was booing it as they went to, as they transitioned to the next segment, the crowd was booing because it was, it wasn't anything to get you angry or make you happy or make you shocked. It was just weird for the sake of being weird. Yeah. And nobody really knew how to react. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that's why it fell flat is it, it was a cool visual and everything, but, um, it didn't make sense with the way the story has progressed this far. Yeah, and uh, I, um, yeah. The only the only letdown for me was the hosts. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I didn't mind the matches. The matches are fine, but yeah, the hosts uh, they could have done without. Hosting I didn't. Yeah, they could have. They could have done completely without that. Titus, I didn't mind so much. It was just like the combination of Titus and Hogan that was just kind yeah. of off for me. They didn't do anything in ring. They were on the stage. Yeah, or in the back. All and, they did was make Bailey look like a pos. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I was just yeah. like, damn, why are we bagging on Bailey, dude? Bailey is literally like the most major thing that's happened in the last year on, you know, um, WWE TV, and all of a sudden it's just like everybody turned on her, and she didn't do anything except for yeah. get like punked out on Mania for two if days they, straight if they insisted on having a host at mania they should just let bailey do it by herself yes titus what do we even seen titus do in the last couple of years um you know obviously he's awesome all the charity work he does but that doesn't really translate to the wwe audience and i feel like hulk hogan um obviously he's got a lot of baggage from all the stuff he's had happen over the last uh six or seven years in his private life but it's such a bad use of him, you know, regardless of everything that's yeah. gone down, he is still in the top two or three biggest stars ever. Mm-hmm. Let's use him in a dramatic role. I'm tired of Hulk being like the grandpa of WWE yes. that just comes out to yes. fire up the crowd. 
you know, if you're going to have Hulk on TV at all, put him in something meaningful. You know what I mean? Let, let me see. I don't want to see Hulk rehashing the same old catchphrases he was using in 1986. Like, let me see Hulk, you know, kind of being a humbled veteran, you know. And, I don't and know maybe if he can be that. Fight. I don't even no, know if he's... that's in his, like, genetic code. I don't think I'm he's sorry. coded that way. So like, he did some to... of that stuff in, uh, <laughs> if you look at some of his stuff in TNA, he did, he had some stuff in TNA where he was, he was kind of working in that vein, you know. He wasn't, you know, just hitting the, let me tell you something, brother. Like, he, yeah. he had some more quiet moments and stuff, but but you guys are right, you know. They probably just no. want to get, have Hulk come out and do all the greatest hits, but you can tell it, it's tired, you know. It was, if for it was just sad seeing Hulk get booed. It was sad. It's always know? sad. Yeah, he but came it, out. It was like the first thing that happened, and they, you know, they booed, and I was like, "Ah, yeah. this you is can't not say a good it way. wasn't lame." The stuff they were doing, you know, between night one and then night two, coming the out in the pirate, pirate garb, it was, it was horrible. Worse. Like, it was horrible. I think Hulk deserves better, and the fans deserve better. You know, yes. if they insist on throwing Hulk on our TV, let let's change it up a little bit. And with the two night format, it's so long. Like those segments had no place being on WrestleMania. Like those segments belong on an episode of Raw. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, they, the, like they just didn't do anything for like. What they do? They came out and like you know put the Bella Twins over. Like Jesus Christ! You know what I mean? Like, and I love the Bella Twins, but I didn't need to see the Bella Twins at WrestleMania. You know. Yeah. So going forward, um, there's still some rumors that next year could end up being two nights again. Um, Marco, what do you think? Uh, and we've had it two straight years now. What What's your thoughts on the two night format for Mania? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't mind it. Um, it would depend on the the scope of matches that they have laid out for a mania. Um, if it's that amount, um, if there's that many storylines going into a mania, um, I, I'd be hard pressed to sit through a mania from like six o'clock to two in the morning. Um, so definitely I would say keep the two night format, but yeah, uh, maybe, I would, uh, I'd be maybe cool change with up the, the, uh, the, the, maybe the, the, maybe the flow of, of mania, maybe change up the matches a little bit maybe um, entice a little bit more with the main events, maybe make the main events a little bit more meaningful next year if they mm-hmm. are going to do that. So like you do want to go see the following night or I don't know. Yeah, but I would definitely stick with the two night if it's going to be that many matches True. on one night. My thing is, is like, okay, I don't, I do not like the two night format. I like one night. I like my WrestleMania to be all in one big chunk, right? Even if that means I have to sit down for six hours, even if it's a slog, like that's fine. But I mean, there, one, there's no reason for WrestleMania to be like seven or eight hours long. We can definitely trim the fat and make it a more concise program. Um, but it's just like, I just feel like it is just too much. And once we start getting people in person, I think it's going to be BS that you have to like going to a WrestleMania weekend already is like a huge expense for people. It is like, you know, people save up all year to go and have these weekends where they, you know, go to access, go to the the raw, go to WrestleMania, go to all these things. Right. And once we get back to that, now you have to buy an additional WrestleMania ticket. You know, I think that's like crap. And obviously that's thinking about the live experience. Um, but even even the at-home experience, I just prefer it to be like a big event to get excited about because you you get high on it that first night and then the second night, it doesn't matter. It's still not gonna it's not going to give you that same high as you got that first night of WrestleMania. You know, you're already working from a deficit because you've already had that like, you know, adrenaline jolt. Like I've had my first night of WrestleMania, and then the second night you have to kind of get yourself up for it because the first night of WrestleMania is still a lot of wrestling to watch and a lot of content to to process, you know, and then you have to like immediately go into the next night with like another full card of wrestling for me i think four hours is kind of 
the max limit that a wrestling card should be. And this this is coming from somebody who is a straight up wrestling junkie. Like I, I watch the stuff nonstop, but for a single live event, I think four hours is kind of kind of the max, kind of the sweet spot if you really want to have an epic long show before you start just wearing out the mm-hmm. the live crowd and the audience at home. I, I would be cool with WWE just kind of playing it year to year from now on. I think the, the biggest thing you need to have is if there's a card that, needs two nights make mania two nights but yeah i don't think they need to have the philosophy of we're gonna have two nights and then you just gotta fill it up because yes. you're gonna get a bunch of crap that's not mania you're gonna, have a, you're gonna have a 15 minute women's tag match that was like di- like di- didn't deserve more than like eight minutes like let's yeah, be like, real you know what i mean like it was <laughs> well, it should have been like six minutes long like tops and it yes. went on for 15 minutes i was like when is this match still on are you freaking kidding me right now well yeah that's so, like kind of that's what I kind of said. Like, it depends on how, what the storylines are looking like and how many how many things are going into next year's Mania, and that's how you can gauge if it should be two nights or one night. If it's if it's that many matches like it was this year, then yeah. they're gonna have to go two nights. And and all the packages are pretty much you paid for you paid one ticket for both nights. Yeah, um, I don't I don't so think there, don't, there was only pay, limited yeah. tickets that were set up for for one night. Oh, only. So, so you so buy it like together. You buy it. Yeah, as, like, yeah. A so it's a, you ticket. pay like a, like one hundred thirty bucks and you get two nights. Um, I'm not well, sure. Well, that's good. At least I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I didn't look at it. Obviously, I, I wasn't going, so I didn't even look at any the, of the ticket packages or anything to see what they were. I just assumed that you had to buy tickets to both nights. Yeah, I'm gonna say this too. Like, it, when it, when you're the, when you're at home, yeah, who wants to like you know you're watching Mania one night, then you're like, oh my god, it's on again another night. But when you're there, I think it, the experience is different. I think you want to go to the next night because you're gonna be at that Mania that night. You're going to probably, after that, I'm assuming probably going to be drinking everywhere and different <laughs> bars and stuff like that. Then you wake up again the next day and you're all pumped because there's another day of drinking and going to another media. That's I know. that's just my perspective anyway. I mean, I'm, so. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure if I was actually there in the moment, I'd be like, hell yeah, you know, another <laughs> night of wrestling, you know. But it, to me, it just it just seems like a lot. Maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know. That, that could that could be too. Um, we can't we can't talk about WrestleMania. I know we're moving on in just a second, but we got to talk about Bad Bunny. What did you guys think of Bad Bunny's oh, uh, appearance? It. I thought so He's too. Great. I thought it was even great. A, I wouldn't even use the that's... qualifier of as a celebrity appearance. I think he just did great just for any wrestler, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. It was definitely, I think you were about to say, Marco, it was definitely the best celebrity wrestling uh, appearance we've ever seen, man. Yeah, he no, was awesome. Yeah, he. Uh, th- did you guys see the interview? Well, actually, it wasn't really an interview. It was uh, Randy Orton was on the bump, I think. And, I didn't um, see they that. Asked, yeah, they asked him about, it was like it was like a before media. Um, they asked him about the Fiend, like the Fiend match and all this stuff. And he was like, I don't even want to talk about that. He was like, let's talk about Bad Bunny. <laughs> and yeah, he's like, in his performance, it. he was like, yeah. he was like, hats off to the dude. He was like, he was, like, he was there every single week. Um, he trained, he was like, he trained with everyone. He was like, I was there. I see. He was like, I seen that's him. That's how you, that's he's how like, you I seen use him a celebrity. And he, yeah. And he goes, he like, he was like, he, he's like hats off to him. He gets my, he's like, he gets my stamp of approval. He was like, he was like, he went in there. He did what we do. He had enough respect for, for us to actually live our, like live our yeah. lives and, and you know, what train every it? day and that type of stuff. Was and it last it year proved. or the year before that Braun was in the, the feud with those uh, SNL Jamokes? That was the year before. That was, that was uh, WrestleMania before. 35 in 2019. Yeah. 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 I mean, th- th- like those guys, I was like, what are you even doing here? Yeah. You know, and they kind of give, they kind of give celebrity appearances a bad name, but yeah, Bad Bunny came out and did yeah, a Canadian, it, de- a freaking Canadian destroyer for a guy no. who's not even a wrestler. <laughs> you so know what I, mean? I thought he was awesome. You know, yeah, he hit the Canadian destroyer, you know, did great. Uh, technically he was excellent, but the thing I was more impressed with was just, 
his ability to sell, you know, yes. he had the facial yeah. expressions yes. and he the took, body language down. Like you, too. yeah, you felt sympathy. Like you were pissed off. Obviously, you know, it's no secret. I'm not a big Miz fan, but I was ready to see Damian Priest come in and kick Miz and Morrison's ass and see Bad Bunny get his revenge because Bad yeah. Bunny did such a good job of taking that beat down, just selling it and looking, you know, yeah. like just so overmatched, but still ready to fight. And yeah, I, I hope this isn't the last time he comes around from, uh, from everything you've heard from the people backstage at WWE and bad bunny. He had a blast doing it. So, you know, let's make this a yearly thing. I, I'd be down for bad bunny coming back every, you know, every couple of WrestleMania. I don't know, match. man. Yeah. Did you see that the night after mania, they announced, uh, you know, they had that cool, uh, promotional thing with triple H yeah. where he had, they announced his tour schedule. It looked like it was pretty full. Next, yeah. <laughs> next like, year. Next, yeah. 2022. Was, yeah, tickets uh, tickets went sell uh, went on sale tonight and like basically sold out immediately. That was wow. like one of the big trending topics on Twitter tonight. People were pissed off because all the tickets sold out so quick. That but is yeah, insane. They, that was the other thing that Randy Orton said. He like he like halted his his tour. I think he was going to start it like this year or something like that, or start like you know get like preparing for it. But he yeah. stopped everything. Like literally stopped like his music career to jump in the ring and learn and, and like the That's best cool. thing about you know, it this is, couldn't have been bad for his promoter because where else would, i mean obviously he's a huge celebrity well, yeah, i mean a, he he got like lots of tv time to like you know on, well, yeah. on a national scale to mm-hmm. like uh come on and you know get interest and get people you know people who didn't know or even care about bad bunny were like who's this guy you know yeah the, the best thing about it too is he's a wrestling fan at yeah, heart too so right. like of course he's gonna like be able to sell stuff he's probably been he's been doing that since he was like a kid like him and his friends probably fake wrestling and yeah. doing cells and all this stuff. So like it, it it just comes naturally, I think. And I think if you really want to do it, I think you'll show and prove it. He he definitely did. I was he's probably the most like he's probably the the he's probably the star of the weekend, if anything, if you want to if yeah, he he was like definitely the 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 surprise of the weekend yeah. for sure. Yeah, he over, he over delivered big time. Mm-hmm. Um, before we put a bow on WrestleMania 37, we do have to congratulate Marco <sighs> finally for the first time in the year 2021. Marco <sighs> has regained the Chick Foley Show big Prediction Championship. Is- well done, you finally did it for the fellows, man. We were, did we were it at media. Did it at media for yeah, for, his for WrestleMania everybody. moment. He's been chasing the heel <laughs> for the championship all year oh, long. Oh my god! <laughs> and he finally grabbed it. So. Stupid. This, I, this is you know what? This is exactly why I didn't pick that Sasha Banks match. Stupid Sasha couldn't pull it, pull it out for me. I was hope I was counting on I was counting on her to win me the prediction championship. And under the big lights, she folded. She folded. The, and, oh. Yeah. My other, my other exact prediction. Oh my God! Tamina this and Natalia, Natty and Tamina. Where did you, you where did Tamina. you pull that one from? I don't know what crystal ball you were freaking, you know, yeah. swirling your hands around. But yeah, just, that that just watching was... SmackDown and watching them just destroy everyone every week, and I'm like, oh, they're they're gonna be in the match. Don't you worry. knew you knew that the wrestling fans were thirsty for like whatever wrestling because they were cheering Tamina. No, you know, again, no shade to Tamina. Yeah, they were. But I mean, they were like she was like over like Rover, and I was like, when did Tamina get over? I don't like what world is this that we're living in right now all right uh so that's wrestlemania 37 it's in the rear view now i'm gonna put you guys on the spot we're gonna take a look towards the future i'm gonna ask each of you guys uh to predict right now one year out and we're gonna remember this so sheena write this down oh god wrestlemania 38 main event sheena you're up first i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with the obvious here or maybe it's the not so obvious um i'm gonna go with rock versus roman uh, main event WrestleMania because I think they have a hundred thousand tickets to sell. So by that, yeah, by that time they're going to be trying to pack a stadium, you know. And I think well, it's it, in Texas, so they can already pack a stadium. 
Yeah. Oh, that's well. I mean, but they got to get people to like travel in. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with Rock versus uh, Roman. Damn. That is the big money match out there right now, uh, Marco. So I want to say the same thing, but they have you have Hollywood the year after, which is probably true. Really that Rock's no that spring chicken, is- though, man. Rock is no spring chicken. So that'd be two years away. I, I kind of think the same thing. It makes sense. And he it's might be the, the first... he might be the president. He might be doing his presidential campaign by the end. You know what I mean? <laughs> That'll be that will be the first uh, mania in that beautiful new stadium out yeah, in L.A. See? But That's what uh, I, mean. I don't know. So, um, what, what, so what's uh, what, what's your pick, Marco? Definitely Roman. Definitely Roman's in the in the main event next year. Yeah, you'd be stupid um, to pick against Roman. Yeah, he's he's definitely yeah. I, I did. He's Mister WrestleMania at this point. Can we just like I go did, ahead and give him yeah. that title now? Yeah, he's gonna break the record of of Mania main events. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, it's it's gonna be him and uh, I want to say. Seth has to pop up some. I thought about Seth in. too. I really did. I, 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 I think there's still, yeah, there's still they, a big money match between a babyface Seth and a heel Roman. Yeah, so obviously, we got a long right. way to go to get Seth back to being a babyface again. Well, but well, yeah, yeah I, mean, epic. I think if he keeps with the uh, with the with the with the with the uh, the dress his dress uh, choice choices that he has, <laughs> um, I think that's going to play into like I think he's going to easily become a face just by him coming out with these crazy suits every week. And that can easily turn him that way. And he can because he's he's kind of I'm not sure if you've seen any of the cameos he's he did over the past weekend Mm-mm. for WrestleMania. They're pretty wacky. Um, he's wearing the suits but with no shirt under it, so he has like a hairy chest. Well, that's like what crazy, he's doing. For that's the, hilarious. Man. Gimmick. Yeah. yeah, he's a yeah. He so I always wear that leather jacket with no shirt under it. He, yeah, he could easily if he if he wants to like not turn it to you know Seth babyface Seth, but like this new version of Seth, but a babyface version of that. They'll, they'll definitely main event Mania next year against Roman. That'd be, be great. They'd get they'd have my money. I would definitely uh I, I will be in the house. If Seth and Roman main event WrestleMania, oh, yeah. they can I don't care if it's on the freaking moon. I'll I'll hit up Elon Musk and get on the SpaceX SpaceX <laughs> rocket. I'll be there. Um I'm gonna go in a totally different direction from you guys. So to me, as awesome as Roman has been since he came back at uh SummerSlam, the biggest Are you star in the brain strain now? No, no, I'm still on the range train. I'm on the range train, but the biggest star in WWE is still, make no mistake about it, Becky Lynch. And her return is going to be monumental. And I'm picking Becky Lynch going up against Charlotte for the, it could be Raw or SmackDown. Obviously, there's a way to go. Charlotte's going to find her way back to the championship gold because that's what she does. And she will be defending against a returning Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 38. I think that's your main event right there. I could see that, especially, I mean, you know, clearly Becky versus Charlotte is something that we've seen a million times, but I think with Charlotte missing WrestleMania this year, there's absolutely no way in hell she'll miss two manias in a row, unless for some, you know, crazy reason something happens and she ends up in another wrestling promotion. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the rest of the news from this week. How do I say goodbye to what we had? It is Black Thursday oh, in the wrestling world. We said goodbye to a little bit out. 10. Was that Sheen? I said I'm pouring a little bit out for our fallen <laughs> friends. 
we said goodbye to 10 WWE superstars. Um, we should have known this was coming. You know, this happens every single year shortly after Mania. It, I feel like it's usually about a month out, though. I don't ever remember it being like this close to Mania. Yeah, it's really kind of a buzzkill. I mean, maybe not a month out. I don't think it's usually a month out, but it's. I don't think it's definitely in the same. Like, it's the never week, not the week WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we haven't even yeah. had SmackDown, you know, post-WrestleMania SmackDown yet. Yeah, so. it's like it really kind of puts uh, a damper on how high we were for, uh, for WrestleMania. Yeah, but WWE does always do a spring cleaning and it happens so um so close to to the time to record and um put the show together that i didn't have a chance to really go back and compare it year by year but my initial reaction is this one is you know this one hit a little bit deeper than some of the other prior years past um let me quickly run down the list of the released talent and then uh, we kind of got a fun way that we're gonna present it to you guys where we discuss their time in WWE and what may be happening going forward. So we had Samoa Joe, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, Mickey James, Tucker, Callisto, Bo Dallas, Wesley Blake, Chelsea, and Mojo Raleigh. He was kind of the last one. Uh, the, the rest of the nine came out right around the same time. And then it was about maybe an hour and a half ago. I think Mojo Raleigh got dropped. Um, so what we're going to do to, to, you know, try to make light of, or not make light, but try to have a little bit of fun with obviously shitty situation, because at the end of the day, these are, real people who lost their jobs. You know, I have no doubt with all the talent from those names I just listed that they are all going to land on their feet and do some really, really great things in 2021 in the world of pro wrestling. But their time in WWE has come to an end, at least for now. Uh, so we're going to do the Foley draft. All right. So me, Sheena and Marco, um, let's say we all three have our own promotion and we're going to take turns snapping up these, these free agents. All right. So, uh, We'll just go, we'll, we'll take turns picking them, um, and, and then we'll kind of discuss each each wrestler as they come off the draft board. So you guys ready to do it? Let's go. All right, Marco, since you are the prediction champion, you get first pick. So who are you taking? Oh, boy. Wow, first pick. Oh, one more thing. The Iconics are one act. So to, oh, to make it an even nine, Mojo kind of jacked it up. We had an even nine, so we're like, oh, this is going to be perfect. And then Mojo got dropped right before showtime. So so their one pick, I think that makes it a little bit uh, more tricky on who the top pick's going to be because yeah, I, I, yeah. I know who's right at the top of my draft board now. But, yeah, the Iconics are a package deal in this. Dang it. That was a, that is, that's what the <laughs> wind from the sails right there. Um, all right, so for the first pick of the – of the Black Thursday draft, I am going with the man Samoa Joe. Oh, as my first pick. round pick. Yeah, he's a. Uh, I mean, you can't go wrong. Great on the mic, great in the ring. There's there's nothing else. He's just a beast. Um, he's an instant main eventer. You know, put yeah, him in any promotion: literally. WWE, yeah. NXT, AEW, New Japan. He's an instant main eventer. Yeah, he's a, he can high fly a little bit if he if he needs to. He can. I said he can talk on the mic. Um, he can get real with you if he wants. He does that uh, famous clip of him just roasting everybody on SmackDown. I'm not sure if you've seen that. Yeah. Where like it's like Orton's in the ring, Jeff Hardy, AJ. I forget yeah, who yeah. else. Yeah, what he tell AJ? He said, "Be quiet." I'm sharing with the group. You know, a little knock on his uh, his AA yeah. meetings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you he, see he, like Randy Orton go. Ooh. Samoa Joe is a notorious family stalker, though. You know, he does yeah. like to go. He like, stalk you know, people. He's stalking yeah, so, people. So I yeah. mean, yeah. At my and you know at my organization, we're gonna have you know great HR, like a great HR department. Okay. So <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah. we'll keep him in line if uh, anything. If anything happens, so real quick, um, I have to <laughs> since you pick Samoa Joe first. I do have to have a quick aside on Samoa Joe. This is the end of a Chick Foley era. If you've been around yeah. uh, the Chick Foley show account for a long time, um, Samoa Joe 
was my mortal enemy for years. <laughs> I, every time he would have a, a match on TV or a pay-per-view, you know, uh, a pay-per-view match, I would always like talk trash and, you know, just, you know, just stir the shit up, you know? And it was all because I made one comment about Samoa Joe one time. It was just like an offhand comment. And the the smarks came from my head. Like they literally were like, oh, I can't believe you just don't understand Samoa Joe. This was like right after he like came <laughs> to WWE. And uh, yeah, because it was when he hurt Tyson Kidd. Yes, it was when he hurt Tyson Kidd. Yeah. So I was like talking. And we always love Tyson Kidd. Yeah. I was talking shit about, you know, how he hurt Tyson Kidd and people were like, they, they just went off, you know, and the, the fury with which the marks like blew up my comment section on that day, I was like, okay, you got, you got to set me off. Like I'm going to troll Samoa Joe for like the next three years. <laughs> it was like, we <laughs> always liked Samoa Joe. Yeah. We always loved Samoa Joe's matches. You know, our, our friend Jordan, he used to be a huge uh, TNA impact marks yes. and, um, I mean, it's everybody's friend, Jordan. I don't know why I'm saying our friend. Like you guys don't know him. Jordan Wells, big God, the big God. Yeah. yeah. So he used to go to a ton of TNA impact live shows and he met Samoa Joe a bunch and always went on and on about how nice of a guy he was. So the rest secretly, of we love Samoa. It was straight up kayfabe how much Sheena hated Samoa Joe. All yeah, those years. We always liked Samoa Joe. So it was always a big joke in our house, you know, whenever I would post something. And I mean, of course, nobody ever knew that like people just literally assumed that I hated Samoa Joe. And then one day, I can't remember when it was, but I came out and I was like, finally admitted it was after he won his um his first uh championship when he became the the United States champion yeah right? that's right yeah that he, he became show. yeah he became the yeah. United States champion finally like I was like finally they give Samoa Joe a chance to like shine on TV and I came out and um admitted that all of it had been like k you know kayfabe for like the the entire you know two three years however long it was I can't even remember that feels like a lifetime ago me. um but yeah it was just a really funny funny note so Samoa Joe was always like my mortal enemy so it was always an inside joke with all the uh the Chick Foley fam from the early days how much um I hated Samoa Joe so I'm sad as he can go <laughs> I have no doubt that he will end up on his feet somewhere uh the guys you know he's he's good at everything that he does so I, I'm excited to see where he lands the Samoa Joe thing was that was like a really, really thing. Like people really latched onto that. Cause I know um, there would be times like Mania 33 weekend, like would meet people in person and they would literally ask Sheena, like, so can yeah. you really tell me like, why do you hate Samoa Joe so bad? Or like when she would connect with like other like notable, um, you know, like wrestling internet people, they would really ask like, so tell me about this Samoa Joe thing. Like that was like one of her things <laughs> she was literally known for. Like, you know, loving Bret Hart and hating Samoa Joe. Yes. So no, it's always so funny. So it was, it was, I came out the day before it was, I don't remember what had happened, um, but I came out the day before. And after I gave Samoa Joe the Chick Foley rub, he, that's when he won the U S title because we were making, yeah, that's what it was. We yeah, you finally buried the hatchet. I can't, it was something, I can't remember if it was something he tweeted or something that made you say like, yeah, you finally, had to, you finally had to show him love and bury the hatchet. And then, yeah, he won the U S title right afterwards. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I lifted the curse. I lifted the Samoa Joe curse <laughs> for all this time you know he's had all these opportunities and then you know never never actually fall come through and uh finally he was the u.s champ so yeah Samoa Joe, uh we were sad to see you go um, is he healthy right now i still haven't seen that like Mar marco have you seen anywhere is Samoa Joe actually like healthy and ready to wrestle I, that's what I, that's what i heard like he was like he was cleared to wrestle but then like he got obviously the, you heard the news that he got pulled from the announce team yeah so like, i thought I, I initially thought oh he's coming back you know, making an in-ring return if they're taking him off uh, off the announce table. But 
obviously that wasn't the yeah that's that my only thing is I, I feel like i haven't seen it like confirmed from you know like yeah, uncle dave coming out and saying that he's fully healthy because he'd be perfect to go into a feud with bobby lashley if they're going to take drew mcintyre oh yeah. for a little bit yeah. yeah his style and bobby lashley they'd have some awesome matches so that's my only thing i'm thinking maybe he really is like hurt and it's time to hang it up because i think he would be an excellent excellent coach down in nxt yeah. i think he would be awesome at that teaching the guys just about presence you know you you talked you, you and sheena both talked about it um just when he comes out he looks like an ass kicker you know he knows how to carry himself in his promos and just his movements on the way to the ring like he looks real you know and, and a wrestling you might see a bunch of stuff on the show that looks kind of cartoony and fake but when he comes out you're like okay shit's about to get live right now so i think he'd be awesome down in nxt if, if that's the path he wants to go but we definitely wish him the best and i'm really I, I hope sad that his last appearance on tv he was wearing a trash bag poncho like that's really sad it's like, yeah i was i was oh. hoping that would be our san diego comic-con uh this year exclusive a, a two-pack of michael cole and samoa joe with the ponchos Looking all sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So rain delay pack. Yeah. <laughs> happy trails to uh, happy trails to Samoa Joe. We definitely wish you the best wherever you uh, wherever you land. We know you're going to do some big stuff. So Sheena, you're up. Uh, you got the number two pick in the draft. Who are you taking? Oh, I got to go with my girls, the Iconics. Um, they are former tag champs. They just bring they bring the you know the heat. They bring the comedy. They are sassy and amazing. And I. Yeah, I need I need them in my federation. So I'm going with uh, the Iconics. Yeah, Is we know in real life. I will uh, never I will never break them up. I am not going to make that that same mistake that WWE made. Yeah, they were they were broken up for absolutely no reason, and I think it's safe to say both of them kind of just treaded water from that point. Billy Kay had some funny moments as a comedy act, but. They were never as good as they were when they were together. And then they, um, put, they tried to put them with other people. That was the biggest thing that pissed me yeah, off. Yeah, almost they, immediately they yeah. got another just random tag teams. We know that uh, Peyton Royce is married to Sean Spears, so obviously you can connect the dots and put these guys in AEW. I think that would be perfect. Obviously, AEW needs to beef up their women's division. Yes, We've talked do. about that at length on the podcast. I think they would be great seeing these guys um, basically bring the, you know, maybe tweak it a little bit to freshen it up, but bring the Iconics act to AEW. I think it would be great. Uh, we know AEW loves tag team wrestling mm-hmm. and they need um, they need some extra women in the division. So th- that would be my hope for them. Uh, how about you, Marco? Where do you want to see the Iconics land? Man, um, I'm not, sure, not going to say definitely in AEW. Um, I think they, they probably do good in Impact as well. Yeah, I, I think say. Impact's uh, women's division is, is better than AEW. You know, Impact's yeah. probably second to WWE as far as women's wrestling True. goes. They just don't get the visibility though. I think that's the right. bad part. Yeah. And they do have a uh, they have a uh, women's tag team division as well as championship title. So, I mean, they'd definitely be like a a, a big a big get if uh, it would be an attraction impact. at yeah. uh, an impact. Yeah. All right, so I am up next with the third pick. I am going to go with Bo Dallas. All oh, right, I, and I, I if I if you know. I, I want I would put him in like an NWA style promotion. I think he would be excellent in something like that. You know, more of a uh, smaller screen, like how he was in NXT. You know, and he was the NXT champion. That was first back ever. in the yeah the small days. No, he wasn't the first ever NXT oh. champion. Oh yeah, you're right. Seth, Seth Rollins. Rollins. My B, my B. Oh Seth my Rollins. gosh. Oh, oh my man. Head. Wow. You're right. Wow. He, I know. My fault. Watch a mania. <laughs> 
Should we just should we just stop the show right now? I but, mean, but I will say when NXT really when NXT really became NXT as we know it nowadays, it was Bo Dallas was the champ. So we'll we'll give Sheena that out. The NXT was buried in a deep dark corner of the internet when uh when I have Seth to admit, Rollins. It was trivia that I knew. I don't know why I, I said Bo Dallas was the first ever. No, I, 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 I know here. why you said it. When WWE Network started, that's when NXT really got yeah. you know the the level of notoriety it has now. And Bo Dallas was the guy with the belt yeah, he, when Big E and Seth Rollins had the belt. Um, there was very, very low visibility on NXT, even though it was still a really, really great show. So um, definitely check out those older episodes if you can track them down on YouTube since they have not been added to Ugh. Peacock yet. Yeah. But uh, I think Bo Dallas really excelled at that. You know, obviously, he's not the most spectacular worker in the ring, but he is good. His ring works solid, but his character work is really excellent. And with a small audience that he can really connect with, you know, make eye contact with everybody in the audience, that that, that kind of vibe, mm-hmm. he's really, really good. His act never really translated to the main roster, but he was awesome in NXT. You know, they even got the audience participation in it. They would get the, I'm assuming that they coached the audience up to do this. They would get everybody to stand up and turn their backs on Bo when he was cutting a promo. Um, and it was just really, really cool. Obviously, he's got he's got it in his blood. He's Bray Wyatt's brother. IRS's son. Um, so, you know, he's got the, uh, he's got the lineage and, and I think Bo Dallas could still do some big things in the wrestling world. Reading about it though, it sounds like he may be done with wrestling altogether. He got his real estate license and we all kind of just discovered this today that he's living on a farm this with Liv blew, Morgan. This blew my mind. Yeah. Say it again, Seth. This blew my he, mind. He is living <laughs> on a farm with Liv Morgan. So D Liv it, Morgan. Yeah. Like, it's unknown if wide. they're, uh, if, if they're actually a romantic couple, but, um, yeah, There's Mark, are you getting been- Instagram at Wonderlust yeah. Farms? No, no, no. I think it was. Uh, I thought it was Wonderland. Wonderland, Wonderlust. I Wonderland. Hold on, Whatever. I'll find out. Marco, you got any uh, favorite Bo Dallas memories? Um, I did love the uh, when he was a champion. I did love when he. Uh, I love. I think I always loved his um his gimmick where he was just, just like supposed to be this really nice. Like nice like guy and like you know believe and all that stuff. Know? Yeah, power of positivity. But then, <clears throat> but then he would like switch to the most evil person ever when he yeah. was in the ring. Like you just destroy her. And then you just instantly just switch back to like the nicest guy run around the ring, you know, all happy that he won the match and stuff like that. I won. I won. That, I, I, that was, a, that was probably like my favorite, favorite thing that he did. And when he obviously went to the main roster, that didn't translate the yeah. same way it did. In yeah, NXT, it definitely so. did. Some stuff just doesn't work with the big audience. Uh, so it's at the, the Wonderland Ranch, all one word. So, so that's Bo and Liv's ranch. It looks like a lovely place to live. You know, they got cows, uh, chickens, pigs. It looks like a really, really awesome setup. Um, but so, you know, I wouldn't, I, I, there's definitely worse ways you could, you could end up if, uh, if that's what his life is going to consist of yeah. after WWE that's, running that's this goals farm. for me, dude. Yeah. yeah. So definitely check out the Wonderland Ranch. That's you guys, uh, that's you guys IG plug of the week. And you can see what Bo and Liv are up to out on their farm. So Marco, you're back up the first pick of the second round. Oh man. Let's see. I did. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with the lady this time around mm. as my second pick. Um, I'm gonna go. I, I think this. I think this. I think this lady is phenomenal, and she still has uh, something left in the tank. So I'm gonna go with Mickey James oh. as my second pick. You, you, um, you did know, the bell bottoms, huh? I know the. Yeah, I know the. I know the. Uh, the guys over at Boot to the Face podcast. They would. They would love this pick because they're. Uh, if you ever follow them on uh, Twitter, they are huge Mickey James fans. They they love Mickey James probably for other reasons, but. Um, besides the wrestling, but uh, I'm joking. But no, definitely Mickey James. I I do I, like I said. I, I always wanted her to have like a like a pretty decent run. Maybe win it 
maybe win the women's title at some point just to you know put over um one of the 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 future talent i'm not going to say younger um ladies but uh yeah i I always thought they kind of misused her when she came back um i thought they were yeah i think she's kind of uh you know not to get like super woke on here but she's kind of like the poster child for like the or one of like you know the poster children for the inequality between men's and women's wrestling because you know she's actually you know every time she comes out she gets presented as like you said you know still got a little bit left in the tank um you know this old veteran back for you know one last run she's actually two years younger than aj styles and last time i checked aj styles still gets you know presented as the phenomenal one on tv so uh you know charlotte's spoken about that in some of her interviews and stuff about why she is um, you know, she, she gets a lot of flack for being selfish, for always kind of hogging the spotlight. And she'll tell you that women's careers are much shorter. You know, their time where they're presented to be like prime superstars is much shorter than men. So she's going to take advantage yeah. of the time that she's gotten. Who could really oh, hate yeah. on her I mean, look, I mean, oh, think about if you right. had somebody come back, like, you know, name a superstar from like the Edge era, you know, like, and then they come back right now and have like a main event match. Like, you know, Edge can come back and everybody's like, oh my God, you know. <laughs> um, but <laughs> if like Trish Stratus comes back, it's like, you know, are you going to hit as the one more match? No, they, they did. Remember when she had her match with Charlotte and they were like, oh, she's a mom now, you know, she's, you know, blah, blah, blah. They presented her yeah. as like an old, like, you know, lady, a broke down lady. Yeah, they, I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, a, you know, broke down mom. We'll give credit where credit's due. They have come, you know, just miles and miles away from where women's wrestling used to be. But I think that's kind of one of the last barriers that they need to break down is, you know, trying to kind of put the women out the pasture so much quicker than they do with the dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you, so Mark, are you thinking, where are you, where are you thinking for Mickey James uh, long term? Where do you want to see her land at if she is still going to wrestle? Oh, man. Definitely. Um, I'm going to say NWA. I want to see her pop up there. Yeah, I mean, her um, husband's, you know, been the NWA champion for it feels like 10 years now. You know, her and Nick Aldis are married, if you guys didn't know that. So that'd be cool seeing her pop up by his side on NWA Power every week. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, either that or, you know, back at, she go back to Impact as well um, and make an impact. No, I'm joking. Oh, I see what you um, did there. <laughs> um, I, she didn't laugh at that one. She didn't think it was too funny. <laughs> she but, uh, straight up no sold that joke. <laughs> I know, right? Damn, she sandbagged me on that one. All right. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely either one of those two probably not AEW really. I mean, they could use like the, you know, like the, if you want to go with a veteran, uh, thing for the ladies. So, you know, to help out that division, but, um, I want to see her actually, you know, not be like a behind the scenes person, but, be on screen more and actually go for like a title and stuff like that. So I would definitely say impact or uh, NWA. I'd like to see her land at. Okay. Sheena, you're up next. Still on the board. You got Tucker, Callisto, Wesley Blake, Chelsea Green, and Mojo Raleigh. I'm going with the hot mess. Chelsea Green. Um, I'm going to pick her. I have an all women's roster so far, which I'm okay with. Um, I'm here for it. And, uh, I think I just I just need like we need that like crazy energy, you know. That's so you want to bring back psychotic. Laurel Van Ness? Yes, yeah. I want I want like the psychotic Chelsea Green, you know, not the model Chelsea Green. I want the lipstick on the face, the the, the yeah. Shield, that was such a better character. The disheveled hair. Yeah. I want it. I want it all. So yeah, I want the. And hot everybody mess. knows a hot mess in their life, so it's it's relatable. Oh yeah, you know. Who do you know that's a hot mess, sir? Uh? I mean, I'm talking to her right now, so <laughs> I, knew, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Oh, uh, but yeah, I'm going with her. And then, you know, as a, as a bonus, uh, we could get, you know, access to Zack Ryder's freaking, you know, toy freaking, 
uh, cave. So yeah, we would like oh, to, yeah. yeah, you know, we by, by proxy. Zack Ryder is dead. We oh, need yeah, access sorry. to Matt Cardona's. Matt Cardona's. Yeah. yeah, we need access to Matt Cardona. Sorry, I don't, you know, I'm not like all up in those dudes' business, but I, uh, Matt Cardona's toy closet. All right. Uh, I will, I'll stick with, uh, with the broski and I want to take Mojo Raleigh because mm. we never got okay. a proper hype bros breakup storyline. You know, <laughs> it was just uh Zach Ryder tore his ACL. Excuse me. I, see, I did it too. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he was Zach Ryder at the time though. Zach Ryder tore his ACL and then he's he always going to be Zach Ryder to me. That, that's the, the, I mean, you know what I mean? I just feel he like he seems that. like a Zach Ryder. He just yes. does. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, he tore his ACL. And then when he came back, they never really had another interaction. But, uh, you know, the Major Brothers podcast has blown up so much since that happened. Imagine, you know, Mojo Raleigh coming back and basically like stalking uh, Matt Cardona. You know, you could film some stuff where he he breaks in and, you, you know, imagine smashes the content some, that they could create. Yeah. Like, oh imagine, God. you know, you could get on eBay and, and grab some uh, or, you, you know, you could do some mock ups of some really rare figures, have Mojo break them. You know, like I, I just think that, that would get so over. Or just, so like, or just open them. You know what I mean? Like have like the MOC, just like <laughs> open all the yeah, MOC that would figures. be good too. Get some MOC <laughs> LJNs or some Hasbros and having Mojo. Mojo just rip them up or set them on fire or something. I just, I I feel like that would be so, such a good, um, you know, kind of comedy storyline that still got some teeth to it. And I think it would really get over with the fans and and Mojo's a charismatic dude, you know, obviously I think he's a little bit limited in ring, but he does got some charisma. Obviously he brings that, the energy, you know, he stays hype. Um, but, but yeah, I, I'll Except go Mojo when they had him doing that mirror gimmick. Remember he was like talking to himself in the mirror. That never went anywhere. He had, he had like the <laughs> yeah. face paint. He yes. had like a lightning bolt or something on one side of his face. Yeah, like, what yeah, was that? that, that story. Yeah. I don't know what that was. It's supposed to be. They, they tried so many times with Mojo and it just, it never worked for no. whatever reason. Um, all right. So Marco, you're <laughs> up next. This is your, this is your last pick. You're down <laughs> to, uh, Kalisto, Tucker and Wesley Blake. Um, man, Whew. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Kalisto, mm, I think good pick. as, as my final pick, you know, as we, I need like, I need a cruise away type of guy. Yeah. Um, he, I may need, be I need, the, he may be the second most talented guy on the draft board besides Samoa Joe. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I could see him actually, you know, opening the fib, forbidden door and actually bouncing around a different, uh, it'd be kind of like a bell collector, you know, going to triple a, um, going to AEW, going to ROH, maybe even who knows a little um, modern day Ultimo dragon action. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm going to let him go. I'm going to let him lose. So I'm not going to restrict him at all. I'm going to have him, you know, hop around and take as many belts as he can and bring him back to the organization. I might even let Samoa Joe do that. Who knows? Just, just I think, go bully uh, everyone. Kalisa's biggest issue is obviously he had that iconic, horrible, horrible promo after the, uh, the raw <laughs> and SmackDown <laughs> brand split. <laughs> I think in 2016 where, yeah, he said he's going to do some good Lucha things. And he was, hit the end of it. He was just like, ah, and just like took off running. It was, like, it, was a, <laughs> li- it was a more live pal moment. It was horrible. Dude is super talented in the <laughs> ring. He could always go. You know, he's a two-time United States champion. Um, but I think the other big problem is that his particular right style as a, uh, as a luchador, it's very, very similar to Ray Phoenix, but obviously yeah. he's not on Ray Phoenix's level. You know, Ray Phoenix is one of the pound for pound best wrestlers in the world right now. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I think, I think, uh, that's probably the biggest thing Kalisto has working against him, but you can never go wrong. You could always throw that guy out. You know, he's going to put on a banger of a match. Um, I do love Kalisto. Uh, the people that follow Sheena on IG know that I got a very robust, 
um, WWE 2K Universe, and I did book Kalisto to be NWA champ. So, Kalisto, you got to co-sign with me, brother, if you're out there listening right now. <laughs> um, Sheena, you're up next. We're down, we're down to the scraps. We got Tucker <laughs> and Wesley scraps. Blake. Okay, so this, this isn't the scraps. Listen, I am a proponent for big dude season. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I, I need some heavy machinery up in my promotion. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sad even hearing that, man. Heavy, so we she saw heavy so machinery much. back before they were even really a full-time TV act um, down at NXT takeover Orlando back in 2017. Oh, they were, they, they debuted on TV, but the gimmick really hadn't debuted yet. And those guys were so entertaining that we yes. kind of just latched onto them and were fans yeah. all the way. I'm, same thing with the Iconics. Why did they break that tag team up? There's really because no reason to break those WWE guys up. WWE hates tag team wrestling. That yeah, is that is it. The period done. There's no other explanation. They hate tag team wrestling. That's what Bruce Pritchard said. He said the Rockers and he said Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart were the worst two things to ever happen for tag team wrestling because from that point on, um, Vince is always get, like, just a megastar out of yeah. Vin, well, yeah, not even Vince is just anytime he sees a tag team, Vince is already looking for who's going to be the breakout star out of the two yeah. of them wants to break it up when you know i really i i love tag team wrestling i think there's the majority of them though i think they're better off just staying in a tag team long term i think brett and sean were definitely the exceptions as far as kind of breakout stars coming out of a tag team yep so i'm going i'm going with tucky i think uh he he adds a little bit of beef to my my women's you know he's he's going to be a nice like bodyguard s guy for for all my ladies and um I'm excited to give him the opportunity to shine, whereas Otis really kind of took most of the shine in his time in WWE. So I'm I'm excited to take Tucker and kind of mold him into the superstar that I want him to be. All right. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm left with the last pick. It's, I don't think it's any surprise who I'm taking. Um, I, I hate to dog the guy out because I was entertained by Blake and Blake Murphy. Blake and Murphy were good. Yeah. When they, yeah, when they were together and had Alexa and Bliss as, lot, as their right? manager, they were a really good act. They, I mean, they had a hell of a tag team uh, championship run too, though. You know, we saw they were the champs whenever we saw the kind of untakeover event before WrestleMania 31 in San Jose. They defended against the Vaude Villains and Enzo and Cass. I was going to say that was back match. in the day of the Vaude Villains and Ascension and Enzo and Cass. Yep. And, so know. we saw Wesley Blake come out with the gold. Um, but yeah, he's he's the last pick, and you know you got to have a good hand to go out there and just get squashed by the stars. So yeah. um, obviously, we wish all these guys the the best of luck. I think every one of these uh, people that were released by WWE today have a lot to offer in the future. Um, and we hope they all land on their feet, whether it's an AEW impact or, or start a farm out in the middle of nowhere with the one you love. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like an awesome True. life. There's absolutely no shame. If, if that's what Bo Dallas decides to do. Yeah. Um, let's get into the beverage break. It's time for our weekly beverage break on the Chick Foley show. Uh, me and Sheena were both actually cutting down on the the drinking content a little bit. We just tried to, decided to take a uh, you know a post WrestleMania kind of healthy uh, face yeah. turn. So you know not, we're not going hardcore on it. Obviously, we're still down on the beers, but we're trying to stick the podcast nights only for our drinking. So uh, it, it's extra special now. Uh, Sheena, kick us off. What are you sipping on tonight? So I haven't had this beverage in our beverage break since uh, January when we were home recording from my parents' house. I am drinking the WrestleMania 17 cocktail. It is, um, oh. you know, yeah, it is the broken skull margarita so it is stone cold's recipe for his margarita but excellent recipe yes. uh 
highly, just, yeah, highly it'll, it'll get you lit. Yeah, it's crisp. It's good. It's not overly sweet. It's just, it's delicious. Um, he uses Patron Silver in his recipe, but what makes this the WrestleMania 17 is that I use Terramana. So I have the Rocks oh. Terramana tequila up in my margarita. It is delicious, um, and it's it's so good. It's hitting just right. All right, Marco, what are you drinking? Um, speaking of WrestleMania 17, sipping on that uh, the El Segundo Brewing Company. Oh, nice. Broken nice. Skull IPA. Just, uh, I, I ask for that every week. It's like if you drink it, like it doesn't matter if you drink it week after week. Every week, I'm like, so oh, good. yeah. It's just, oh, it's, yeah. it's the perfect craft beer. Yeah. It, it is. It's, it's literally the, like, Probably my favorite IPA right now. Oh, really quickly while you're talking about that, we had big news in the Broken Skull IPA world. He is coming out with, what was it? It was a Pilsner, right? Uh, a lager. A lager, sorry. A lager, yeah, he's yeah. coming out with a new beer, uh, the Broken Skull line. He's going to have his own lager. So super yeah. stoked to you know for that to go into production and for him to like crank those out. All right, now I'll go last. I am drinking, you know, I'm, I'm classing it up a little bit this week. This uh, this particular beer that I'm drinking, it was established in 1903. So you got over 118 years of history going into this. It is sometimes known as the champagne of beers. That's right, I'm drinking Miller High Life. Oh my God, I didn't realize you had nice. gotten one of those out. Oh yeah, these things, Miller High Life's delicious. Um, I usually stick with a Miller Lite just because, you know, it's about half the calories and it still tastes pretty close to it. But Miller High Life is really, really good. It's a fizzy beer. Um, and I, I kind of like a little bit of high carbonation on my beers. And the other thing about Miller High Life, it's tough to find in cans. You know, you always see the uh, the clear bottles. That's kind of the way to go for Miller High Life. But uh, when my dad was here last week, he actually tracked down a 12-pack of 16-ounce of pint cans of Miller High Life. So I'm finishing those off during the show tonight, and that's what I'm rolling with. So let's move on to NXT debuting on a new night. We'll get through these next two topics a little bit quicker, guys, because we went heavy on uh, the opening of the show. Um, Sheena, what did you think of NXT on Tuesday? You know, I was kind of hard on it when it first when we first discovered that they were going to in it, or going to Tuesday because I was like, you know, I really love having my Wednesday night wars. You know, I can watch everything all at once and just settle in. But after experiencing having NXT on its own day again, um, I really realized that like it, it it was wonderful. I liked being able to just sit down and focus on NXT without having two screens going. Cause typically, you know, we, we watch it dual screen, you know, one on the you know computer or iPad or whatever, and one on the TV. We turn the volume up on whichever one's got you yeah. know, the more exciting content. <laughs> yeah. So it's always multitasking. You never get to take in like the nuances of either show, you know, while it's happening. So it was really nice to be able to just sit down and, you know, take in NXT as it was on. Um, and then same, same with AEW, you know, it's been, it's the first time in a long time that I've been able to just, that I've watched one show solely. So um, I, I kind of like it. We'll see how it goes as it progresses. But um, I thought it was it was a good show too. The big development on the show was Kushida winning the Cruiserweight Championship from Santos Escobar. This was a big upset because, you know, as awesome as Kushida is, I think we all love Kushida here on the Chick Foley Show. He's been on a losing streak when it comes to the big matches. You know, he's lost yeah. a few few takeover matches in a row he lost to pete dunn at the most recent takeover so you could kind of argue he didn't even deserve a shot at the cruiserweight championship but obviously you always want to see kushido and escobar go at it if you get the chance and they put the belt on the line and he ended up snatching it uh so marco i'll pose a question to you what's next for santos escobar after this do you think he's going to stick around try to get his belt back from kushida or is it time for him to go on to to the main event or maybe even the uh the main roster um I I think that I think there's going to be a rematch for for that for the for the title, but I also think he's going to probably go for the the main event scene in uh, NXT. Yeah. He's ready for it. I hope that's yeah. what happens. Yeah, I think so. Um, 
I mean, they, they had their match before already. Um, so they have, I mean, they've known each other obviously before NXT and stuff like that. And they've had matches and stuff. Um, so I'm actually, I'm hoping his next move is the main event. And he does, um, cross paths with, uh, cross. I didn't mean that. No pun intended with that uh, carrying cross. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He's, <laughs> a, he's, a, he's a superstar for sure. I, yeah. I don't necessarily agree with this and it kind of pissed me off when I heard it, but I can't say that they're a hundred percent off base on this. I, I heard, I saw several people online commenting that one of the big reasons why Andrade was released is because Santos Escobar showed up and, you know, did Andrade better than Andrade did because he, uh, he mm, you know, I think he's, yeah. I don't think he's the same in ring performer as Andrade is, but he's pretty close. He's pretty damn good in the ring. And obviously he could cut a hell of a lot better promo yeah. than Andrade ever could, you know, I'd, I'd still take Andrade just cause I think his in ring work is some of the best in the world but uh but yeah it's, santos escobar has definitely got a lot of support in the um in the internet community um sheena what do you think about carrying cross's first promo as nxt champ um well i hate to be a little <laughs> bit down on him because i love carrying cross i felt like it, the promo was a little bit too long i feel like carrying cross is one of those guys he's just kind of like a badass and he just needs to come into the ring say a few words talk about who he's going to kill and then you know like let scarlet do the uh the rest of the talking yeah i, feel- I like i like scarlet just kind of cutting the like the cryptic promos yeah. and let the carrying cross just exactly be an and I, I, that's that's exactly it i felt like him talking so long kind of like took away a little bit of the mystique you know because even though he's not a supernatural character he really has like a supernatural presence in like his entrance and like the whole thing you know and i just feel like with him just getting up there and being like you know this is my title this is my ring rah, rah, rah. it would just it kind of just ruined the like i said the mystique for me but yeah. i mean i'm excited to see where it goes from here i mean i love carrying his champion um but yeah that's my thoughts on his promo Okay. Uh, you guys got anything else you want to discuss on NXT before we move over to AEW? Real quick, we had a couple of really awesome moments. Um, Roddy, well, it wasn't awesome. This wasn't awesome, but it's noteworthy. Uh, Roddy uh, Strong retired. He, Him and Marina Shafir went to uh, Regal, and he handed in his papers and just said, I'm done. And Regal pretty much just said, you know, you're welcome back anytime. So that's that's something of note. I don't know. Sheena got worked, as always. I'll give you guys some chick Foley behind-the-scenes news. This afternoon, when all the releases were coming up, she, she looks at me dead ass serious and says you think Roderick Strong's going to be next since he turned in his papers on uh, Tuesday night no it's, like, I said because he listen I said because he was showing up on the alumni page of somebody yeah, sent me the, the screenshot that he was he was moved to the alumni page on the uh, WWE they, roster sheet okay they've done that before though yeah and Seth was like you're getting worked again and I was like <laughs> Like, nah, I think it's true. He's gone. He's gone for good. Yeah, I, it felt a Future little bit. Endeavors. It felt a little bit weird. It was just kind of like right in the middle of the show, and it was very just you know stoic feeling. And I feel like maybe it was a way for Roddy to kind of save face from just being like on the chopping block. But I mean, wouldn't they have come out and said you know that he was part of the. Uh, the cuts today and wish him well in his future endeavors. Yeah, right. He, he's definitely, he's going to end up playing in this Adam Cole, um, Kylo rally storyline. He's got to. Yeah. And then lastly, uh, really quickly, we had a really cool moment where all three women's champions, you know, former NXT ass kickers uh, all came out. And uh, even though it kind of took me out, you know, cause Rhea Ripley is kind of a heel. And so, you know, to see her like hugging and, you know, loving on the other champions um, in Raquel Gonzalez and Bianca, it was just kind of like, eh, like, why do you guys like each other? But it was a really cool moment to see all those women that had like come up through NXT and, you know, just they're holding titles and it really kind of meant something. And I just thought it was an awesome, an awesome moment and an awesome visual. So if you haven't seen that, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, there's some cool trivia that came out of WrestleMania weekend. So, 
for the this is the only other time this happened was in 2005. Batista and John Cena were the the final two people in the Royal Rumble. Uh, Batista won. John Cena was the runner up. But they both went on to win World Championships at Mania. That also happened again this year with the Women's Rumble. You know, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair were the last two in the oh, Women's yeah. Rumble, and then they both went on Ooh. to uh, to win World Championships. So, so 2021 and 2005 wow. is the only time that has happened. And that is you guys' fun fact. For the week, uh, I have a fun fact um, that we are officially over the point where we have had more WWE WrestleManias than we had WWF WrestleManias. Oh, yeah, nineteen to eighteen. Yeah, wow. because we, WrestleMania eighteen was the last branded WWF pay per view, and we've had nineteen officially since then. So, wow. you know, yeah, we've we've come a long way, baby. <laughs> all right, Marco, hit us. You got some trivia. Uh, no, no <laughs> trivia at all. <laughs> we, we we booked this whole trivia segment and just didn't even tell Marco about <laughs> it. We can set him up. Yeah, trivia. Um, I know Marco's always bringing the trivia. Don't test him. He'll next week he'll come on here like blasting me. Well, and you know, I, I hate trivia. I'm coming with the SAT level the <laughs> trivia next all week. All right, let's uh, let's move on to AEW. All right, so the first match of the night, they started off with a straight-up banger. We had the Young Bucks defending the AEW Tag Team Championships against the Death Triangle with Pac and Ray Phoenix, who we talked about a little bit earlier when discussing Kalisto. Uh, To me, this was a match of the year contender. They killed it. The ending was awesome. Marco, what were your thoughts on this match? Oh, no, same. Um, You put the Bucks and and, uh, Ray Phoenix in the ring together, they're definitely going to draw magic. I mean, they've done it before when... You know, when they tagged up with Penta in the ladder match, it was that double or nothing they had that. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that, you know, they're always gold together. So that wasn't a, you know, kind of like that wasn't a surprise really to me anyway. Uh, but ad- adding Pac to it was, I mean, that was more like the icing on the cake because every time you've seen Ray Phoenix go against the Young Bucks, it, it was with Penta and not a different partner as in with Pac. So, but yeah, no, that, that match was. No, definitely match of the year contender in my as as much as I'm gonna throw some heat on the uh, the Bucks in a few in a few moments. It had uh, such a cool ending match. where they ripped off Phoenix's mask and hit him with a double super kick. Yes, it was yeah. so was hateable. Cool. It, you know, it it was just really really cool finish to the match. Uh, like you said, Marco, it led into this just crazy elite promo um, there towards the middle of the show. We all right before we uh, we hit the record button tonight. We all went back and watched it just because it, it was just it was off the chain. You know, everybody on there was hitting all their marks and just turned out to eleven. Uh, Sheena, what what did you think of the promo with with the uh, the Good Brothers, the Bucks, Kenny, and Don Callis? Oh, I just loved it. It was like so arrogant and so sniveling, and it just kind of like. I don't know. It just made me, I, I love it. I love when people are just like over the top heelish um, to where you actually kind of hate them. And uh, I, I thought it was wonderful. And, you know, it, I, I talked to Seth about this a little bit earlier in the week. And I was like, you know, the cool thing about AEW is that they take like, they literally take like what the fans perspective is and like what they see going on in the real world and like the chatter that's going on. And they like turn it into, you know, storylines. They, they kind of acknowledge it. And, um, they're not, they don't treat their fans like they're dumb, you know, and we had seen where, you know, the Bucks came in and Kenny came in and, you know, we've, we've talked about it numerous times on this show, how they started AEW and they put themselves on the back burner. And then we were like, well, we bought into these guys. Like, why did they kind of just like let everybody else go on and shine? And they've just kind of been playing these like, you know, backstage roles or whatever. And then, you know, now they're like, you know, we're, we're done doing that. We, we don't want to be what you guys want us to be anymore. And I was like, okay, this is what I bought into when I first bought into AEW. So I'm here for it. 
stoked to see where it goes. And I'm loving this Don Callis elite faction that's coming together. All right. So Sheena's for it. Marco, let's hear the, uh, the case against the elite. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to go total opposite. And I think that promo was awful. Um, awful. I don't believe, I don't believe any, either one of them. I don't buy into any of their words that they're spewing. It sounds like they're trying to be heels, not being heels. It's, oh it sounds scripted to me personally. Oh my like, gosh. When, when they, when Matt jumps on the mic and he's like, Oh my God, do you hear like the way, like his inf- inflection and it's no same thing with Kenny. He's the same way to me. Like they're trying to get people to hate them. And it's, I don't hate them. I just think they're trying, they're tryhards pretty much. That's what it, Don Callis. Amazing. One of the best on the mic. He brought it, man. When, when Ken, he, Ken, when he, yeah, uh, he's, he, he, yeah, he's the best promo. He could say he's the best promo in the business. I mean, uh, the, there's a guy named Paul Heyman best, out there. Yeah. yeah. Not sure if he's better than Paul Heyman, but that's up for debate. Yeah. At the um, end when Don Callis was like, you know, you wanted the old Kenny Omega, you got him. You wanted the bucks by God, you got him. I was like, I didn't want, I was I so hype. I, I couldn't wait to see like no. the next Kenny and bucks match now. man. I didn't want the old or new bucks. I don't know which <laughs> one's the witch. Personally, <laughs> oh my God. Or Kenny. I don't know which one's the old. It's Kenny crazy. The, the evolution the of Don Callis in AEW has been like the most improved when this, when this whole first, like, you know, crossing over with impact angle started, I was just downright, not into it and then he has totally won me over and i just feel like he is the perfect complement to this you know to kenny and to this heel faction he is yeah yes he is a believable (laughs) one he has the words that are like yeah i believe this guy but when the bucks and kenny start talking it's i'm gonna put it this way you put roman reigns him and paul Heyman. when roman reigns speaks you you believe that you know first of all he's he's you know, I he, ride with Roman Reigns hardcore, yeah. but you, dude, Roman Reigns in the early days, his promos were not great. Like, no, I'm talking about now. I'm talking about the heel. Let's talk about heel versions yeah. of these guys. So heel Kenny, heel Bucks. They are not in the same league as Roman as a heel. I believe Roman when he says he's the best in the world or the best, you know, he, he's the head of the table. I believe every single word. I when think Kenny it's Omega just a different, I think it's out, a different angle that they're coming from, though. Like, Roman Reigns isn't like a shitty, like, sniveling heel, which I feel like Kenny... Uh, they're they're like, not even doing that, I feel that, like right, they're kind of, like, me. crooked. You know what I mean? They're kind of, like, a little bit, like, cheaty and crooked. And, like, Roman is just, like, legit. Like, he's just a, a heat magnet where he's just, like, you know, I'm going to come out here and kick comedy. your ass they're and, like, out of me. I don't even believe them. I don't even believe I'm being sniveling heels. They just... It's just maybe it's just me. I don't know. They just man. don't... Marco's going to get us canceled. And I got to say, man, like as much as I'm loving the Roman storyline, I think my most anticipated moment in wrestling right now is when Hangman Adam Page takes down Kenny Omega and wins that AEW Championship, man. Like I, I that might I might actually shed a tear when that happens. I can't I'm gonna wait. Be so freaking hype, man, because <laughs> Hangman is just I don't know. I think Hangman's the freaking man, dude. I think he's going to be just such a, a mega star uh, once they finally put the belt on him. So. Uh, yeah, I, I'm down with it. I'm gonna side with Sheena on this one, and, I, and I'm digging what the elite are doing right now. Um, yeah. Let's get into. Well, if you want to get the full rundown, you need to go check out our brothers over at 
Turnbuckle Tavern, you know, so that way the, you will get the full rundown on all things AEW. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let, let, yeah. Another plug for those guys. We're going to play their commercial here in a minute. But so you guys know they they basically become like a companion piece for AEW Dynamite. These guys go in. It's it's out. By the time you wake up on Thursday morning, their new episode is up. They record literally right after Dynamite ends and they go segment by segment and break it down in a really, really entertaining format. Um, it's basically become my Thursday morning routine. Like when I get up, because I have to go to work pretty early. Like I, when I start the car up, I'm starting up the new Turnbuckle Tavern episode and basically reliving uh, Dynamite. So <laughs> I don't know how the, the two bad chads get there, get it out so quickly. Like I, I think they're just basically waiting to hit record as soon as the yeah. the, uh, the AEW trademark screen comes up. But those guys crush it every single week. So yeah, I cannot stress it enough. Check out Turnbuckle Tavern. They have the absolute best AEW recaps in the biz. You know, AEW needs to go ahead and just sign these guys and make it the official AEW pod. Yeah, um, yeah we cannot put them over enough. Um, Chris Jericho, speaking of AEW, he mm-hmm. appeared on Broken Skull Sessions with Steve Austin. It was right after Mania. I know for a lot of the smarks out there, it was the true Mania main event with seeing Jericho on there. Um, Marco, run us down some of the the, the kind of key moments and, and revelations from, from this two-hour-long episode of Broken Skull Sessions. Um, yeah, so obviously one of the main ones was, uh, Vince McMahon actually approving, uh, Jericho to be actually on the network. Yeah. Like he just made it seem like it was nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Like, well, so, well, even someone called said like, you know, I used to be able to like, you know, call Vince and he'd pick up on the first ring. He's like, nowadays it's, he's like, it's not really like that anymore. So, uh, he's like, he's like, someone goes like, I texted, I sent Vince a text and I said, Hey, can I have Jericho on the podcast? And Vince said yes, and he let it go. He, he he's like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, I, th- I think it'll be great. So that yeah. was like the main. Rev- like Vince gave the okay. Like he didn't like do anything sneaky, uh, so cold, and like record it secretly and then throw it on Peacock. <laughs> yeah, <or> whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he went to the man himself, and you know, Vince is smart. I mean, I, I was thinking about this after he said that. Like everyone said, you know, Vince is out of touch. Vince is Vince is this. Vince is no, he isn't. Yeah. No, he isn't. He he just sold the network to Peacock. He's gonna do everything and anything he can oh, to yeah. bring them the subscribers. Exactly. He needs to. And, it, and it's it, it's funny because Seth was like, um, he said, you know, uh it's just like Vince is just pr- pretty much just flexing on AEW. Like, I don't give a shit what you guys are doing. You know, yeah, like he's he like he's just like letting you guys know, like, hey, I, I don't care. Like, what, what's Chris Jericho coming on here going to do to me? You know, which I mean, I, I have no idea if there's any truth to that, but it, it, it is a good visual. Just thinking, like, Vince is just like, sure, whatever. You know, yeah, whatever. those like, guys, <laughs> sure. You know, <laughs> I think the um, the few little glimpses we've seen into Vince's take on AEW. Just let you know how much he still loves pro wrestling. I think there's a perception out there that he doesn't really like wrestling anymore and he's just in it for the business. But it's if you a, remember yeah. whenever uh, whenever All Out happened, I can't remember who it was. But somebody basically reached out to to Vince to, um, or excuse me, whenever All In happened. Um, somebody basically reached out to Vince and asked his thoughts on it. And he said, I wish that Cody and the Bucks would have reached out to me because I could have helped them out with... Um, you know, would have how, how to promote it, how to make it even bigger and stuff. Yeah, so. he would have helped. He definitely would have been behind. He probably wouldn't have put it like his name on it, but he definitely would have. He did that with ECW. He helped uh, Paul. Yeah, Hayden, even though they're competition, I think there's a part of Vince that kind of admires everything they're doing and stuff, you know. So yeah. I think he's definitely got an eye on them. But but yeah, like Sheena said, this is definitely a little bit of a flex saying, yeah, sure. We'll bring the, the biggest star from the rival promotion and let him get two hours of airtime on our s- network. Yeah, but at the same time, too, it's like it's almost like a two hour 
like ad for AEW because yeah. You know, they the talked first, like, a lot about AEW. I yeah, wasn't expecting them to talk about that as AEW as much as they did. Yeah, that was like the other revelation. Like they let it fly. AEW, it wasn't blocked. It wasn't bleeped out. Like they didn't. They didn't no. mute uh, his mouth when he said AEW. You didn't have to read Jericho's lips. And he, ba- he and said, he basically said too, like he was like, I knew what I was, what I would be doing if I came back to WWE. So he, I mean, he didn't yeah. like throw. He never said anything like super negative about WWE, but it yeah. was just like he was just kind of like you know telling what we all knew. You know, like I would yeah, be, I this, would be doing list jokes in 2019 yeah. that was like you know from 2016. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna be the second match guy. I'm the and second I'm match like, guy. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't He's a like, second I match guy. Yeah, so like that—that that was the other revelation. Was like they showed the title on WWE Network. Um, like they show, like they didn't blur it out because he has a book coming out uh, called "The List of Jericho: Thirty Years um, in Professional Wrestling." Mm-hmm. And it's literally his memoir of every single one of his matches. And on the cover of the book, he's holding the AEW title. They didn't blur that out. That was shown plain as day. That was a, another thing that popped out to me. Was like they—he mentioned everybody: Kenny Omega, the yep. Young Bucks, Cody, Hangman. Uh, Orange Cassidy, like he, they, he's throwing all the names out there. So I mean, it, yeah, they. I mean, for anyone that thinks they weren't going to talk about AEW, they they talk it at the beginning of it and very at the very end, they continue the conversation about AEW. Um, yeah, if you watch all the way very, to the end, it's of it. very entertaining. I, I highly yeah, recommend so. anybody that hasn't had a chance to watch it yet to take the time to watch it. It's a long one. It's 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 lengthy. Yeah. I could have watched another hour. I mean, yeah. Jericho and oh, like, yeah. just two together, were like yes, just. Just that they're, they they talk about it at the beginning. They're they're pretty much friends. They text all the time and stuff like that. They so had a like, good flow. I thought it was really yeah. funny that Jericho said that uh, Stone Cold. He's like, you know, when Stone Cold calls you or Steve Austin calls you, like it's not just going to be a quick phone call. He's like, you know, you're like the last living guy that like doesn't like yeah. text. And he's <laughs> you like, you, he's like, you got to have a phone call. He's like, and you know, when st- when Steve Austin calls, you got to block off some time. Like you got to have at least an hour because you know Steve Austin's coming to you with some real some real shit he's trying to talk about. You know, and so I thought that was pretty funny because to me, like yeah. that's like that fits Steve like Stone Cold Steve Austin perfectly. He seems like the kind of guy that would just get you on the phone and like just like talk your ear off um yeah the debut too which uh about i mean i'm not sure if everyone knows this but uh when he debuted and he interrupted the rock and all that stuff mm-hmm. he talks about that and a lot yes. of people are just like oh my god they did that so they could bury him because he's from a, he's from wcw and they didn't want him to succeed but he he that was actually vince mcmahon's idea yeah uh for him to actually go out there and interrupt the rock and, and the rock was fine with it he said they went you know they went over it and, yeah you know they you know they had their banter and he's like and for he's like for the rock to stand there for th- like three to four minutes and let jericho do his promo yeah and then it, it wasn't like he came out and then the rock immediately cut him off it was like he sat there the rock sat in the ring and watched him do his promo like if that doesn't tell you that they they were trying to work with him and make him like a big name there right i don't know what I don't, if you go back going back you know in hindsight looking at it at when you first see you're like oh my god and just trying to bury him he's a wcw guy whatever why would they put him out there with the biggest star and they gave they always gave him the big stars too that was the other thing like yeah i think the second kind of week he came out and interrupted the undertaker yeah so like he even said that he was like that was a shock to me that they like you know he's like i'm gonna interrupt the rock like that's that's insane for me to come out here and do that and yeah, yeah no, it, was, it was really good. Definitely, and I watch love it. that he said too. Like you know, something that we've talked about on this show. Like you know, people are like, "Oh, they're not getting used right," and we say that from time to time too. You know, with yeah. WWE, but we also say like, if you're getting TV time, then you are like they think that you're you important to- because there are a ton of people out there that 
yeah, are not getting it. anything. They're sitting back and catering. Yeah. So they trust you enough to go on to their live programming. But, you know, Chris Jericho was saying it doesn't matter what they have you doing out there. Like that is your time. You know, yeah, if you have one it. minute and you're getting I, squashed in a squash match, like you need to make it matter and you need to make people remember you. Yeah, and I said that. I just love that. You know, I just love that whole mindset. Yeah, because between Raw and SmackDown, they break down the shows into quarter hour segments. So between, you know, Raw and SmackDown, that's five hours. You have 20 segments a week that you can give out to people. So, yeah, like like you said, man, anybody, if they are on TV, they're being used, you know, because there's so many people that you don't see for months at a time. Look at Aleister Black, you know, Aleister Black, or has he been since like October? You know, we have not seen Aleister Black. Yeah. All right. uh, I think that's going to about do it. It's time to head to Go Figure. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things Indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern, available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money. Go figures where we cover the latest and greatest in the world of wrestling figures and talk about what we've each added to our own personal collections. Reminder, this segment is brought to you by our good friends at Ringside Collectibles, the number one worldwide retailer in wrestling figures. Use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your orders at Ringside. And here we go. All right, Marco, I think we're going to kick it off with some ringside news. Take us away. Yeah, let's do it. Um, So uh, WWE Hall of Famer, Jushin Thunder Liger. I like to say that. I know, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, he he has an exclusive on ringside collectibles um, in his debut attire. Did you pre-order this? You were really hyped for this. I didn't pre-order it yet, no. I I haven't been... uh, on the ringside yet to do any, I usually do like to do like a clean sweep when I go on there, just yeah. order what I can. Um, and sometimes I'll break it up. I think I said this before, depending on, you know, the, the release dates and stuff like that. I have to like map it out, but yeah, yeah no, definitely, definitely pre-ordering this. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's There's pretty nothing awesome. worse on ringside than as much as we love them then because they ship their shit together. They're not going to, they're yeah. not going to hook you up on no shipping stuff. Then well, uh, they tell you, yeah. They, and they tell you that they're upfront <laughs> about it, but yeah, you, uh, you know, you, you pre-order, you, you order a couple of figs and one's in like three months uh, earlier than the other. They're going to hold that figure for you. They're just going to set it off to the side. You'll wait another oh, yeah. two or three months before you get it in. No, you'll get it. Yeah, you just have, you'll have to wait till the, whenever the latest one is coming. But they, I mean, they tell you, it's a disclaimer on there. It says, hey, if you pre-order this, or they'll tell you don't... Uh, Oh, they tell you order this one separate. Right. So they give you like the details and stuff like that. The only time I've seen them straight up take a hard stance is on the NJPW figures. Cause I think even they knew like super seven was a little bit shaky on these, yeah. uh, these release dates. So if, if you order the new Japan figures, you'll see that there's a little disclaimer that says they can only be bundled with stuff that's, uh, you know, releasing like whenever, you know, 2022 yeah. and later, who knows yeah. when we're going to see series two. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah, I think series two is like the only one you can't order with anything else. It says it says like you can't order with anything else on the site, I believe. Right. Because um, obviously, you know, series you, you one gotta, costs so much harder. Yeah. Could you imagine if you had like whatever, like you know, basic one hundred and four Keith Lee bundled with your uh, Super Seven in JPW oh series one? Because I think they were <laughs> they were originally supposed to come out around the same time. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, no, I think man. yeah. If, if I can give any advice to anybody out there, definitely look at the dates. And definitely don't it, just if you're going to order something, order it separate. Just order it like on the same day. You don't have to wait till the next day. Just order it and, and, and you know stagger it. True. You well, don't have to do everything thing, all at once. Another good thing case. is I've never had any issues canceling an order. No, from they are super. Yeah, they're very. They, their customer service is very quick. The couple times I've had yeah, to cancel awesome. an order, I've been off the phone in like less than a minute, and my money's refunded. But. But yeah, for anybody out there that's to, to keep Barry and Super 7 while we got the shovels out, if you need like a, some sort of forced <laughs> savings plan, if you have like no discipline with your money, just go and pre-order like 12 sets of Super Series uh, or Super 7 Series 2 and, you know, wait till it gets close to release date a couple years from now and then just ask for a refund. You'll get your yeah. money back, you know, so <laughs> don't uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know when we're going to see those figures. Oh, my God. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely. There's a definite pre-order. I mean, obviously Hall of Famer now, so. I think that's like a must get for any uh, Jusha Thunderliger fan out there. So you need it for your Hall um, of Fame collection now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I have I have all I have all three of the other ones. So definitely, this one's going to be in there as well. Um, back in stock, two exclusives from Ringside. We have uh, Walter, his exclusive, as well as the Sick Firefly Funhouse Bray. Uh, both both pretty awesome figures. Both you get all the you get all the puppets except for obviously Huskus, um, the pig, but. Um, Definitely, the Walter is a is a must. It's like it's literally a a miniature Walter. Like, oh yeah, it's they perfect. They're never it, gonna yeah. be able to shrink Walter down in real life, but if you could, it would definitely be this elite figure. They of nailed that Walter figure. <laughs> it's gorgeous. And it even though big, the yeah. the Firefly the Firefly Funhouse Bray, I think they've uh, they've had a couple of slightly better versions that have released since this one dropped. I think this is going to be the only way that you get all the puppets. Plus you get the awesome diorama of the mm-hmm, Firefly yeah. Funhouse. And it's actually got some yep. pop outs and stuff. So for the figure photographers out there or anybody that just wants to have a little bit of fun posing their figures, this Bray is still a must buy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like the new, I like the fact that the, uh, you know, the, the newer ringside exclusives actually have those, have those dioramas in there. Like with the, uh, the edge heads has one. Yeah. Walter um, had one. They're, they're Walter very, has very one. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can't wait for the, uh, warrior, one hopefully has a uh, Triple H on their lane in the ring. Yeah. Um, after that shipping now, have you checked your shipping on your warrior figure? Uh, uh, yes, Marco? it is shipping. Yeah, it's coming. It's it's on its way. It's, it's running down right now. I can hear it. The music hits. <laughs> I can hear him sprinting down to the down to the street and into the mailbox. Can't wait for that. Uh, <laughs> but um, so we'll Ours move on to Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, right now. It's still projected close. to be here to Saturday. Get, uh, delivered probably, right? tomorrow. Yeah, it, it went from it went to. Beth Page, New York to Keysby, New Jersey to Charlotte, North Carolina. So they they flew over Norfolk. So hopefully they uh, they make their way back up tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming tomorrow or Saturday when when will uh, will appear. Hopefully FedEx is crazy, man. You never know. We we oh, had a yeah. set of uh, AEW Unrivaled Series Three that was sitting in Maryland for literally a month. Like even FedEx had told us, like, yeah, these figures are lost. You're not going to get yeah. them. And uh, and it was like four, it was like four weeks later. Sheena like it was like, hey, come out to the garage. And yeah, we had a brand new, fresh set of uh, AEW Unrivaled Three. <sighs> yeah, this. I mean, we won't, we won't get into the. Uh, What's going on with shipping oh. with everything? But uh, <laughs> that's another FedEx that's a whole was, other podcast. FedEx was repugged before the pandemic, and now it's just like, oh god. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, 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 I think I, you know, I, I will eat some crow on this. I used to hate on the United States Postal Service. Like I was actually like, to he the would point, he would go to UPS, like, and I'd be like, why don't you just take it to the post office? He'd be like, ooh, no, <laughs> he would take everything yeah. to UPS. <laughs> the, yeah, the. 
USPS was on a roll there for a while. I don't know if it's different between action figures and sneakers, but when I was hardcore into sneakers, I would get so frustrated with USPS to the point where I was legit like hardcore, like let's privatize the whole mail industry, yes. shut down the USPS, let's let <laughs> private companies take this shit over and run it. But um, I was like, I that's not how this works. <laughs> yeah, that's the last couple of years I've, I've softened up and, I, and I'm back with, uh, I'm a, I, I actually, I prefer, like if I have the option to choose priority mail USPS, that's what I pick. Yeah. And then I'll go UPS second and, and FedEx is third, man. FedEx yeah, we have is any, just, If we have any FedEx drivers that listen to this, um, we're not blaming you. We know it's, it's not the driver. We know it's, it's the not overall you. architecture yeah. behind the whole system. You know, it's the, yeah. it's at the core of it. You know, the yeah. drivers are just doing their job. You know, that's all they can do. It's it. I think it's with the actual distribution like, centers. Like, yeah, the actual infrastructure of FedEx. They're they're yeah. just the worst, man. Like if you if you just go on my Twitter account, that's really like oh my a, god. <laughs> I, I, my Twitter account's kind of gone dead really over the last couple of years. I used to tweet a lot, but I'd say probably like half of my tweets over the last couple of years are just me like cussing out FedEx. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I remember those days. I, I, I like I was just straight up. I'll get on like you'll see. I've done it at least like six or seven times. You'll see me just tweet out like fuck FedEx, mm-hmm. and then I always get a reply from like FedEx customer service like oh no how can we help you (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious oh my god um so we'll move on to the uh so Focos are like pump popping these things out like crazy there's a Uh, bobblehead movement going on with Foco yeah yeah Uh, so we have the uh the Thunderdome room the bobblehead of the table yeah, yeah the ball. <laughs> wow. That was a good one. Uh, that is a good one. I give you credit for that one. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, yeah. So, Roman Reigns has a uh, a FOCO uh, limited edition bobblehead. Uh, it's limited to 144 pieces. Um, it costs 50, and I believe they ship in July, it says. So, if you're, a, uh, if you're on the Reigns train and you're a bobblehead collector, I mean – that you know, put two and two together. You definitely have to buy this. I mean, it's pretty, it's cool. pretty sick. Too. I, I I feel like they they need to. I don't know if the the final production's already done. I don't feel like they nailed the hair, man. I like if you look at the hair on this thing, it's like he's got like a straight up like seventies like blowout. It's all slicked back. Whereas Roman's Roman's got more of like the Bret Hart style, like like greasy, like stringy hair. You know, either that or he's in the ponytail. I've never really yeah. seen. That this dude's got some big head, like some big hair going, you know. So I don't know, but it, it is a cool. It's definitely cool, and obviously with 144 pieces, we know what the collectibles market has looked like the last couple of years. Um, this thing would definitely be worth adding your collection, especially if you're a Roman fan. Yeah, especially. I mean, and especially since he's like obviously like the biggest star right now, yeah. um, best professional yeah, wrestler in the world. Yeah, probably. I think I, I put a tweet out like that. And, um, I'm not sure if you guys seen it. It was basically like the. You know, they did the AK cameras during uh, media. Yeah. And they had him walking down and like, he just looks like, like he is, like he, like if you were to like pick a guy that like is the face of wrestling in general, like he, he has that like Roman exact has look. It. He like, has all he of is, it. Man. Yeah. yeah he's like. There's guys that are like, you know, I still think Seth is probably the best in ring. Um, you know, and then you got maybe Andrade and Kenny Omega that are in that mix. But as far as like just the total package, that's why I say best professional wrestler in the world. I think it's Roman Reigns bar none, you know, cause he delivers in ring every single time, but the presence and then the, the promo skills, the and, he, just, and he tells a story charts. too. All of his matches, I feel like, especially as of late, like they just, they just really tell a story. And I just love that yeah. about everything that he does. So yeah, 
I, I love Roman Reigns. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I think, yes, I put that. I was basically just like, if you can't see, I was like, I put something like, if you can't see an AK resolution that this guy is the future the sports entertainment wrestling yeah. or slash wrestling business, then I we can't yeah, help. We can't you. help you. And, and someone goes, this is like, this is a perfect tweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is the greatest thing ever. I was like, I mean, you can't, you can't deny it's it. It's undeniable. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we'll move on to uh, another star, actually. We'll probably like, we'll, we could probably rival Roman right now. And this in, is uh, really cool. Stardom. Yeah. Um, they're not available. So we're kind of doing this late. But uh, Sasha Banks, her, her Star Wars Mandalorian Black Series action figure uh, debuted last week. Um, on HasroPulse.com. Obviously, Very immediately cool. sold out, gone, gonzo. Um, you know what? Still didn't get the face scan, right? I know. Of, <laughs> let's see. That's the main thing. At least, you know, it's not just Mattel. It's Hasbro as well. Just can't get the get get her look down, right? I mean, it is an awesome figure, though, if you guys have seen it. Um, oh, yeah. yeah it's it's very cool, out. man. I uh, This is going to go kind of like in the same vein with the... Uh, the super shredder figure from NECA, you know, cause obviously that was, uh, was Kevin Nash. Yep. Um, but yeah, very cool. If you're a hardcore Sasha Banks fan, you got to have this one in your, uh, in your yeah. collection. King, King, Col- King Coley, our buddy King Coley needs to get this figure. He's all, Sa- the, all Sasha, everything. Yeah. She, the only like, like wrestler that has a star Wars and, uh, definitely like wrestling figure. Definitely. She, she must be right. Yeah. There's, I mean, oh. there's no, I don't know any other WWE what other wrestlers that have even been in Superstars in, uh, universe. I mean, what did I say? The I mean, like, even the like Star a likeness. Yeah, even like a likeness. Like, does like Batista have like a a Drax figure? Oh. Yes, I'm sure he does. I don't have it, but I, I know there's Drax figures out there. Well, I mean, like it is likeness, so that like looks like him, like from the movie. I mean, there's probably Drax figures, but like, is there a like a Batista likeness out there, like that type of thing? I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to do some research. On yeah, that. we need to look into that one. Then you got um, the Rock Scorpion King figures. Those yep, are the there. Rock Scorpion King figures. Yeah, and so you have he, the uh, the Roddy Piper NECA from They yep. Live. I do have that. Oh yeah, that the Roddy that's Piper. Awesome. That's a good. That's a good shout. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I have that one. I actually have like the whole set. Um, we'll get our uh, Ms. Marine figure pretty soon. I'm sure. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Which one though? What from what what Marine movie? It doesn't matter. They're all the same. One, one through thirty-seven. It's all good. <laughs> well, one is John Cena, so oh, we may yeah. need a John Cena yeah. Marine figure um, uh, before anything. Um, so we'll move on. We'll continue with the. Uh, have you guys seen these these bleacher creatures? Oh yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So they. Uh, I think this. I think this is the second series, um, and it's on bleachercreatures.com. You can order these. It's uh, Braun Strowman. Eddie Guerrero, uh, Randy Orton, Triple H, and Edge. Um, they're kind of like uh, almost like wrestling buddies. Yeah, we have we have a few of these. We have uh, Seth Rollins and I think um, John AJ. Cena maybe. Um, no, AJ. Is it AJ? No, these are the yeah. bleacher creatures. These are the small ones. Yeah. yeah it's we, oh, yeah, we have AJ too. I think we have John Cena. We have three. We have John Cena, Seth, okay. and um, and AJ. But yeah, these are these are pretty cool. I like these. I mean, you know. The babyface Brett liked him when he was littler. Now he's he's moved on to. We'll talk about it in our uh, purchases of the week. But he's moved on to a new favorite wrestling figure. I was I was kind of wondering. Do you think they should ever make a? If they do, I'm not even sure they do have one. Do they have a fiend bleacher creature? Yeah, they yes, do. They, they do. do. They yeah. do they? Yes. 
Yeah, these okay. things are pretty cool. We thought about adding more, more of them to uh, the Baby Faces collection, but, you know, he kind of just... He's still at the age where he'll get attached to a toy for a week or so, and then it goes by the wayside. And uh, so, yeah, we yeah. we didn't we didn't start going on that rabbit hole yet. Yeah, because I only asked because my like daughter, one of my daughters, like completely frightened by the fiend. So oh, I'm yeah. not. I would. I mean, I'd probably just buy one just to scare the crap out of oh, her. Oh my god! But uh, no, I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> for my own amusement. But you know, she's like petrified of, of the fiend yeah they um, have they have everybody they have yeah Brett actually likes the fiend he you know he'll he, say fiend you know yet me in yet me in yeah so yeah see my my son's fine with the fiend but he thinks bray wyatt is scary he is kind of scary like, when he's when he's regular bray wyatt he has, not, dude, as fiend. he's like dude this is supposed to be mr rogers but it's creepy as hell you know what i mean like i'm supposed to trust yeah. this guy but no your yeah, your son has face. good instincts yeah yeah he's just like yeah no he's like no, this isn't. I'm like, oh, you don't like this? No, I don't like this. I'm like, all right, I'll shut it off. Even the puppets? No. All right. <laughs> nope, that, that didn't even pull them in. Um, but we'll move on. I, I haven't checked today, but I did check when I, I think it was yesterday. I checked um, right before we came on the air. These are still in stock. Okay, awesome. So yeah, so Legends of Lucha Libre Premium Wave 1 is now available on BossFightStudio.com. So you can uh, join in on the action. Get your get uh, Ray Phoenix. You're going to regret it. Yeah, if you don't, yeah, then... Like I said, figures of the year contenders. Definitely these two right here. I'm putting Penta it up there right now. with the torn mask, one of the best head scans in wrestling figure history. Yep. Um, and while you're at it, definitely get the, uh, the uh, what, what do they call it? The It's like the hardcore set. I can't think of the name of it right now. The, like, the accessory packs? Yes, the accessory packs. Yeah. yeah. Definitely get those as well. Um, but yeah, no, these, these figures are amazing. Like I said, when we do the, when we do the uh, figure of the year contenders, this is... They'll definitely, definitely be on the list. Yeah, definitely. Both of them will be on the list. Um, yeah, definitely go buy them right now. They're going to definitely sell out at some point. Yeah, they have very, very limited quantities left right now. So you're running out of time if you want to add these. And they've already announced all the talent that they're adding. So this is going to be a really awesome line. So if you're a completionist, um, I think you're really going to be missing out if you decide to pass on these. Because they already mm-hmm. they sold out on ringside very, very quickly. So we're down to probably the last couple dozen figures left of uh, this particular wave with uh, with the Lucha Bros. Definitely. Um, so we will move on to some pre-orders. Uh, so right now, I'm not sure if you guys have done this yet, but you can actually pre-order the uh, Wrestling Megastar Series One yep. Dynamite Kid Retro Style Action Figure with Matilda. Um, yep, with Matilda. That's on the AsylumWrestlingStore.com. Yeah, we you went ahead and pre-ordered uh, Dynamite Kid and All Ego Ethan Page, the new nice. AEW signing. He's he's one of the next figures coming up. So we got Dynamite. And Ethan uh, already pre-ordered. I believe the uh, the blue beanie um, uh, retro figure as well. That two pack, I believe that's still available. Um, you can actually get it either regular or signed. That blue beanie looks blue outstanding Mini. too. For somebody that's so toyetic, he is very very underrepresented in the uh, yeah, the wrestling really figure is. world. Like I'd love to see him get another get an elite or something, or you know if he ends up signing with AEW somehow, get an unrivaled figure because we need him in that format because the dude's so so toyetic. And I I remember him being I I don't know maybe I was just like had overvalued Blue Meanie. I thought he was a really really big star during the ECW days. I thought he was too, but it seems like he's kind of gotten a little bit lost in the shuffle historically. Um, so yeah, I would love to. See. We need more blue mini figures. This the Cella Toys Mega Stars that's coming out is a great start. Yeah, they also um, after that they also announced uh, Bull Nakano. I saw is, that. Uh, yeah, is I this saw is the one of the, the most historically significant wrestling figures of all time. Mm. 
It's the first ever female that we've had in Hasbro slash retro form. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. you're right. All the figures we've had all these years, this is the first ever female that we're getting. So yeah, this yeah, this was huge, man. I I don't think it's really got as much attention as it should that we're getting freaking Bull Nakano in uh in in Hasbro form. Yeah, one of yeah, I mean and what a great choice to like, you know, go for, you know, the first ever, you know, retro style. You could put her the same thing I said about Blue Mini, you could say about her. Toyetic Huge, huge star, awesome wrestler, and very, very underrepresented uh, as far as her wrestling figures go. I'm not sure. Is there another Bull Nakano figure? I don't. I don't know. Actually, that's a. Lot I of, definitely don't have one. I'm, in I'm my looking collection. it up right now. Let me see. They might. I mean, New Japan used to do like those uh, figures back in the day. So they. Yeah, there's might a lot of one, obscure Japanese stuff. So I'm. I'm pretty sure there's something that might. exists out there. But uh, yeah, we definitely yeah. need like a modern, like a, a, a like an elite style. I'm only seeing custom Bulnakano. Yeah, like so Super Seven needs to jump ever. on it. Super Seven or Storm Collectibles. Someone. Yeah, give us Bull Nakano figures. We but, want. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take either one. Doesn't yeah, matter. Talk yeah. about Toyetic, dude. Definitely with the hair too. They got to. Yeah. They should be actually make the hair real. Yeah, like, the real, hair like, and the face paint and sick. just the whole <sighs> gimmick. Yeah, whoever's listening right now, if you're a you know, an you have if you have influencer pool in that <laughs> arena, make one. Yeah, but get but you know buy her licensing. Whatever you need to do, get it. I don't care if it's a one off. Doesn't have to be. Could be a ringside, ringside. Do it if you if you're listening right now. Get this done. Um, <laughs> um, I think we already talked about this. So um, the Wrestling Megastars exclusive Blue Beanie two pack will begin shipping uh, within the next uh, three weeks. Yeah. Um, they are pre. Like I said the pre orders are still available. Uh, get them before they gone because they will not be coming back. So jump on it. They are they are pretty sweet. We like I said we already you know. Set it to death. Blue Beanie is a, he's very, very toyetic. He definitely needs more as well. And you get his podcast co-host. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's this is true. A yeah, very, I see a that. A very niche yeah. figure. It's a, yeah. I think it's a bit the first ever podcasting action figure. I, I don't know how they even worked that out. I'm assuming that his co-host was, maybe he was the one that was kind of running point on the deal and was like, well, let me get a figure too. I see that. Well, I see that getting um, customized a lot. I see a lot of, of uh, you know, custom heads going on that suited body for that figure. Yeah, so it was like a. It was like it was actually opposite from from what I seen. It was Blue Beady did that as a as kind of like a surprise. It's like a his, thank you. But yeah, it was like a thank you. So like he knew like he was getting his figure, but he didn't know he was getting one. That's cool. So yeah. it was kind of like a surprise to him. So it's cool. It's just, it's kind of awkward because I feel like everybody <laughs> just wants to get blue meanie, you know, no shade to uh, the co-host there on the mind of the meanie podcast, but it's just kind of weird. Like, okay, I'm going to have this figure of this guy in my collection now, you know, especially for like, loose collectors. Yeah. I mean, that'd be like us. Like if we did like a three pack, Retro style three pack. Yeah, but we're mage. Yeah, who? Yeah, no, they, who wants they, us? Want, they want no, Sheena. They don't want, want Sheena. Yeah, yeah. They they throw no, us away. I, I would, us be, I, would be, I would be nothing. <laughs> I would be nothing without you guys. <laughs> they toss. They toss me and Seth on eBay. We get yeah. sold for like two bucks or something like that. We get, no, we just get put in a lot for like custom parts, man. Yeah, <laughs> like here's some fodder for custom <laughs> oh figures. My God. You want to make retros with these <laughs> custom parts? Oh man, they take us and repaint us into different retro figures. Figures. They'd be like, yeah, who, I know who needs a retro treated. with red hair? Jesus. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh man. All right. Um, so this one was like this was actually I found out today. So uh so Trish Stratus is getting a 
elite. She's going to be an elite 88. I saw this. Um, yeah. The series. And on her website right now, you can actually order a signed copy of it. Um, so if you order the elite 88 figure on her website, she'll sign it. For I know. You. I know. I know the fig God Jordan Wills had to like pop hard for this because he is the biggest Trish Stratus guy that I know. He loves Trish Stratus. Yeah. Yes. She actually tweeted it out. Yeah. She was just like, Oh, she's like, I just found out I'm, Going to be uh, the elite uh, line 88. So if you could have seen his disappointment when she wasn't at uh, WrestleCon, uh, uh, WrestleMania 31. Yeah, she had a, an unfortunate like family incident and had to cancel. And uh, Jordan, Jordan was heartbroken. Was he was heartbroken. He was yeah. we we had even gotten him a, a Trish Stratus figure to get signed. Um, yeah, I surprised him. He, we, he already had paid to meet her. And yeah, I surprised him with a. The uh, the classic superstars LJN style Trish Stratus and uh, yeah then obviously uh, she had a family member pass away and didn't make WrestleCon but I hope this doesn't end up like the Big E autographs remember there oh. was a uh, oh it yeah was, it was through Walmart well, there were yeah, they was, were advertising yeah. Big E autographed elites and then it just kind of they were like oh psych and yeah, just canceled, canceled everybody's, everybody's order canceled everyone, yeah this one's going through trish's personal site so i'm assuming that she already worked it out with mattel to get a uh, a few cases yeah of elite it's probably figures, a so. really limited number too i imagine yeah, yeah 60 so. bucks my my only concern and this is uh you know a shout out to jeff and scott the tune brothers from fully posable i'm hoping that she's not just signing these things in sharpie, sharpie. you know that's that's yeah. the only thing about getting uh these kind of mail away autographs you really have no control over what writing utensil the the superstars are using to sign it and you know there's a huge difference between using a sharpie and using a paint pen so especially yeah. for 60 bucks uh yeah i think i mean I would I would like to think that it's going to be a pain pen and not. Uh, you know a what you know what happens when you assume, Marco. That's true. Uh, you make it assume me. Is that <laughs> yeah, how it goes? Yeah, hit uh, hit trishstratus.com <laughs> if you guys want to lock down a autographed elite eighty eight figure. Um, yeah. I also want to let you guys know the the has book is getting close to uh, being ready for release. So if you guys want to if you want to check these guys out on Instagram, it's just straight up the has book T H E H A S B O O K. Um, really really awesome product. These guys are putting together a comprehensive look at the history of the Hasbro uh, wrestling figure line. So uh, check it out. I think this is an awesome companion piece. Whether you have Hasbro's in your collection or not, you know me and Sheena talked about it. We got the LJN retrospective, the LJN Superstars book, so uh, last summer. And even though we don't have an active LJN collection going, um, that's kind of basically like our our way to pay homage to um, to the LJN line. That's what I said. That's the Space Savers way to have an LJN collection. You know, yeah, like, you know, it's, so it's a budget. Our- it's budget friendly. It's beautiful. It gives you all the intel and all the info, and you don't need a ton of shelf space. It's it's perfection. Yeah, so somebody comes over to your house, you want to show off your collection, you know, you show them your elites, maybe you got your Hasbros or your, or your Funko Pops, and you know, they ask, well, hey, what about those, uh, you know, those those big rubber figures from from back in the 80s when I was a kid? You can say, yeah, well, I don't have those in the collection, but I, I here's this book you can check out, and it, you know, it shows all <laughs> of them. So this is the same thing, except for Hasbro. So again, that's the Hasbook. Give them a follow on Instagram. They're going to keep you guys posted on when these books are available for pre-order. And if you're a fan of these figures, which you should be, if you're not, I don't know what's wrong with you. um, You want to have this book in your collection. So definitely check it out. And we're really, really excited to get this thing in our hands. Um, Let's talk about our weekly purchases. Marco, what did you add to your collection this week? 
Oh man. So I think I mentioned this in our group chat and not on air. I did I did actually start a uh a one two three kid slash X Pac slash yeah, yeah. six yeah. uh collection. The legend so, killer collection. Yep, I do have uh I do have his the six figure. I have the one two three kid figure as well as the X Pac figure with the uh the European title. Uh obviously still waiting for the fan takeover. Um NWO um, X Pac, but we know what the what the Dilio is with that, so that's not coming anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, also uh, picked up a Tatanka, um, Legend Tatanka, which is pretty pretty rad. Like, a figure with the white the white long pants. Yeah, I haven't heard uh, much like anyone like really talking about it. Actually, it's really pretty decent figure. Um, I haven't seen any like any like crazy like oh my god, this is great. It's a thing, cool figure. I think it just I, I think it doesn't connect as much just because he competed in that gear so rarely. You know, that was I think that True. was like his first couple weeks in WWF and then he switched to just the trunks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Um other than that said, just just those those three right there, just waiting for the uh oh those four. Just waiting for the for the, the ultimate warrior to, like I said, sprint down and uh make his way to the collection. Yeah, hopefully he gets here uh, tomorrow. I'm ready to have that figure in hand. I think that's going to be such a uh, such an awesome piece to the election. He's really probably the most noteworthy Ultimate Warrior that we don't have from Mattel yet. Um, was, go ahead and look nice. up. We went uh, we went deep this week on our collection. So I'll start off with uh, the Hasbro. So we picked up Nails. You know, he's one of the Hasbro Five, one of uh, awesome. five wrestlers to only get a Hasbro figure. Um, and he got him pretty minty. He was from, I actually got him from the UK. You know, our buddy Phil done it in the Facebook group. He hit me up like, you know, for whatever reason, the later series of WWF Hasbro figures were much more heavily distributed in the UK. So you have to pay a little bit more for shipping, but they still end up coming down a little bit cheaper than the, the figures that are floating around here in America. So that's one way to go if you're looking to fill in the, the last couple pieces of your WWF Hasbro collection. Hit up some UK sellers on eBay. But we got nails. He looks awesome. I'm looking forward to posing him next to my big boss man Hasbro. Got retro Matt Hardy in. He was the final piece of our retro collection. So I now have a complete line of retro figures. So that's done. So now I'm just working on closing out Hasbro before I move on to something else. Um but yeah, really, really happy to get that one. Our fan takeover X-Pac did come in. So now we're just waiting on Johnny Gargano and uh, Christian from Amazon. That Marco, just so you know, that X-Pac figure is beautiful. It's NWO X-Pac, not DX uh, X-Pac. So something to be excited for. Um, we talked about it last week that we have opened up our collection to... Motus and we went deep. So the first figure started off, it had to be, you know, he's the face that runs the place. We grabbed the John Cena that came with the ring. Um, he's the, the, you know, not the faker John Cena that was kind of uh, making fun of the, you can't see me um, kind of meme or whatever. This yeah. is John Cena in the orange and the, the denim shorts. So grabbed him and then we grabbed sting 
Finn Balor, the Orange Trunks Ultimate Warrior, the Purple Tights, Triple H, Rey Mysterio, and Jake Roberts. So, uh, Sheen, I'll toss it to you. What, what's been your thoughts seeing all these Moto figures rolling into the crib? I didn't even know we were doing this, and then all of a sudden it's just like it just exploded. Like, you know, freaking <laughs> Mo- Motu, Motu Mania is running wild. You, you have the power <laughs> now. Yeah, I do. I do. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, Seth, it doesn't take much to convince Seth. I don't know what, what it um, post or what made him finally decide that you know you know what I no need I these told you guys figures. last week it was the Bret Hart reveal. oh yeah the announcement of the Bret Hart but you can't just have the Bret Hart we could just literally just have the one Bret Hart up on our Bret Hart shelf and it would be no, perfect we, you know? we've been the, the Mattel's been doing an awesome job on these figures these the figures, deserve, figures are beautiful but yeah I, they deserve to be a part of the collection and the <laughs> Bret, Hart, Bret Hart just kind of finally pushed us across the edge oh my gosh yeah so. Like I said, at this point, Seth is managing inventory for our for our figures. He does all the rotating and all the spreadsheet keeping and all the you know all that kind of stuff because it's 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 way above my pay grade at this at this point as far as organization. So, Marco, uh, what about you? Do you have any of the Motu figures? I do. Um, so I have the. I think I stopped like around this maybe third series. You just kind of lost um, enthusiasm for them, or what? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there there was. I mean, obviously, around here, it's pretty much been a drought, so haven't seen him in That's stores everywhere. or anything like that. Yeah. Um, haven't really, you know, tried to, you know, get them anywhere else, like online or anything like that. I think the last ones I got were, like, Mr. Mister T, uh, The Fiend, and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was back in, what, like, November, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forget who else. That's when really Jordan one. was out here. Yeah, that's when yeah. I found that fresh case. Yeah, so that was, yeah, that was pretty much it. Uh, I haven't... I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't had the enthusiasm to actually go find more of them. I kind of like. That's been a buzzkill. I mean, Walmart's been just such a barren wasteland the last few yeah, months. Yeah. Man. Like literally, like it's and, and the thing is, people are buying the stuff. You know, the stuff's flying off the pegs, but there's just never anything there. I think like I've been seeing basic Becky Lynch's. That's like the only thing that's been at my yeah, at the last same. couple. And I've checked a few different WalMarts here around the Tidewater area in Virginia Beach, and it's the same story everywhere. Yeah, it's just rough right now. Well, it doesn't um, so say same, on. but you and I are checking the same Walmart. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, moving on from figures, so you know we love our homies at Chalkline. We grabbed the Halloween Havoc '93 jacket with Cactus Jack and Vader on it the looks back so of good. it. You know, uh, obviously, you know the name is Chick Foley, so we support anything Mick Foley. All and then Foley. Vader merch, you know, is kind of few and far between. So you get if you get the chance to grab uh, a quality piece of merch with Vader on it. You got to do it. And then we grabbed the Bobby Heenan shorts, the the traditional black um, Bobby Heenan sweater inspired shorts. Those are mm-hmm. really cool. Marco, I think you got this too. We grabbed the Wale Mania hoodie with yeah. Kofi Kingston on there. I haven't checked the last couple of days. There still may be some Wale Mania merch um, hanging around there. So if you get a chance, definitely add it because they really killed it on the design of this stuff. It looks very, very cool. And then last but not least, I'll let Sheena talk about this one. We finally found the Wobble Rumblers, the Target exclusive. We picked up the Undertaker and Roman Reigns. Sheena, tell us about what's been happening at our house with these Wobble Rumblers today. So the the baby face has just been having like a hell of a, a match. He's had his own little WrestleMania here. I took our like nugget play mats <laughs> and just set him up a wrestling ring. And he's been flying off the couch onto these things. Um, 
I was a little bit surprised because the impression that I had from them is that they were going to be inflatable, but I thought they were going to have some sort of like stretchy kind of like squishy material on top, almost like, you know, like almost like a squish ball. You know what I mean? Like a little, you know, like those little. uh, Yeah, I feel like I'd have to go back and look at the description on Target.com. I feel like the description presented them as something more than an inflatable. But yeah, these things are just strictly inflatable. Yeah, it's just strictly an inflatable. I mean, they are cool, though. Yeah, they're really cool. And I mean, you know, they're pretty durable from what we've seen. Granted, we've only had them one day but they're pretty durable the, like i said the baby face is doing leg drops and stuff off of the off of the couch but um <laughs> yeah it's it is strictly just a, a an inflatable it's smooth on the outside so it doesn't have any like fabric or texture or anything like that um they would be awesome if you were um if you have a pool this summer you know you like go off the diving board and awesome do like, pool yeah, toys, yeah, yeah cool wrestling pool toys you know like rko your um you know, w- wobble rumbler into the pool. So yeah, it's Brett's been having a blast and really that's all that matters. You know I mean? I, I thought they were going to be something a little bit more than they were, but uh, you know, the baby face loves them. So that's the most important thing. And they're only 12 bucks. They're yeah. only 12 bucks at target and they're huge. They are big. Like, yes, they're, legit, they're like three like feet almost, tall. Yeah. They, they, they're solid. So if you got kids that like to wrestle, these are some awesome play toys for them and they're really not that pricey for what there are. So mm-hmm. your kids will very, enjoy very them. Cool. They'll love them. Yeah. Check out the Pyramid Wrestling Podcast. Each week, we dive deep into all things wrestling action figures. From AEW Unrivaled, WWE Mattel Elite, our childhood WWF, WCW, ECW collections, and more, you can also find Pyramid Wrestling on YouTube. That's Pyramid Wrestling, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. It's time for How Many Chicks. How Many Chicks is a segment where I, the heel husband, pick out one of our 1,000 plus wrestling figures from our collection and present it to Sheena live on the air for an instant rating and review. How Many Chicks is brought to you by our friends at Homage. Homage specializes in bringing vintage-inspired designs on the absolute softest tees in the biz because with Homage, comfort is always part of the game plan. You can visit Homage's online shop at homage.com and find all their latest designs on social media at Homage. That's H-O-M-A-G-E. All right. And reminder, use code FOLEY20 at Homage to save 20% on all your purchases. So remember, the the setup for this is Sheena has the the casket from the Ringside Collectibles exclusive uh, casket playset. And there is a figure that she has no idea what's in there. Yeah, I, um, forgot, she, I forgot what's over yeah. here. So we're going to uh, we're going to unveil it and get a uh, kind of a live review and then talk a little bit uh, about the figure. So you ready to go, Sheen? Let's go. All right. We'll hit the drum roll and Sheen will reveal what the figure is. Oh, so it looks like we have a basic Basic, yeah, basic Dana Brooke. Yep, this is uh, um, this basic is like 68. Yeah, yeah, basic 68 Dana Brooke. This was her first time in the line figure. So, Sheena, give me your quick kind of a don't, don't give us the chick rating yet, okay. but give us uh, your, your kind of initial thoughts on seeing this figure. Um, it looks good. It, this is, um, you know, like I said, NXT Dana, where she's wearing the pink and black, and she had the gear with like the you know the um, piece of fabric down the front, down the middle of her midsection. The face scan looks like Dana Brooke. You know, is it's as good as it can be for a basic face scan. Um, you know, 
It's got the chest crunch action. I mean, it's got it's got a lot of articulation for this was a, back, uh, back when, when they used the to be like basic, uh, Yeah, the basic females were basically the exact same as the elites. Yeah, she's got quite a bit of articulation. So yeah, a lot of detail um, too for a basic. So this is this was her first time in the line figure. The only other one she had was Elite eighty one, where she was in black and All red. Oh, black, gear. right? Yeah, yeah. I think the the black and pink pops a lot more, and it kind of it's captures... definitely more reminiscent of Dana Brooke. When I think of Dana yeah. Brooke, I think of the black and pink. Yeah. Pretty cool figure. Um, again, we always like a first time in the line. Uh, Shane, do you remember where we got this figure at? I do not. We we picked this one up at Access for WrestleMania 33. Oh, really? Night. So, yeah. If uh, you know, we, we told got a lot the, of figures. That yeah, day. we told the story a couple times. So you know, you got to remember we're living in Hawaii at the time, which is really really rough getting figures. You know, there's basically two WalMarts on the entire island, um, a couple Targets. Two targets. Yeah, so literally, like, you're talking, like, you know, for any particular figure, it's in the single digits for how many are available for us to go and buy in person. You know, like, you know, if it's this, there's probably six or six or maybe eight Dana Brooks that even hit Island, you know, um, and it was like that for everybody. So it was very tough. So I remember when we went to Access, and luckily, uh, Access in Orlando was freaking lit. Like the figure yeah. collection, the the figure selection there was actually a lot better than most WrestleMania Access. And we, so we went there. Out. We went there first, though, too. Like we went yeah. there before anything got picked over. We were like the first people at it. Yeah, Access. that's the first thing we did when we got down to Orlando. Um, as soon as the Superstore opened, we were there ready to go, and you know we balled out. Like yeah. we had, you know, it looked like Santa Claus sack full of wrestling figures, and Dana Brooke was one of the ones we got. So yeah. um, it was yeah. it was really funny. And then the rest of the day, we had to carry around these giant bags yeah because uh, we were there for a couple hours and people figures. were asking us like you know why do you guys have this much stuff and we're like well you know hey we uh you know we live in hawaii we gotta we gotta take advantage so. yeah so then we went back <laughs> we went back to the hotel room and like unboxed everything so you know the maid when she came to like clean the hotel room was like, like what oh my the God. hell yeah <laughs> what the hell is all these packaging marco do you have any uh dana brooke figures in your collection i do not no um i was actually looking is this the one that has the uh the Slammy Award, like the bonus Slammy Award. Yeah, that so this was yes. back during the era where um, there were, that was kind of like the chase for basics. You know, there were some of the basics would have a Slammy packed in them. Yeah, this is definitely in that yeah. time frame. Yeah. I can't remember um, if this one that we had had the Slammy or not. I think we, I think I may have grabbed a Naomi that, or Naomi that had the the Slammy. Oh, uh, yeah. No, um, yeah, no, I don't own any uh, Dana Brooke figures unfortunately ouch so, marco's taking a well, shit on dana brooke you know i do have a uh so i do have some uh some wwe like trading cards and i did i do have a uh signature authentic signature dana brooke card so that's yeah that makes up for it i think so i think that the highlight of dana yeah. brooke's career is that she dated batista for a little while that was well, like she didn't she didn't date him they were just kind of yeah. back and forth online Oh, I thought yeah, they, they were like a transpired. couple. I thought they no, were like the a, date. Well. The date never happened. They just had a lot of risque tweets going back and forth. But mm-hmm. they both kind of came out and said that yeah, they never actually ended up going out on a date. No. Well, so all right, so Sheen, it's time for the uh, time for the moment of truth. How many chicks do you give Basic sixty eight Dana Brooke? So I have a couple of different things. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give it a three point seven. Um, oh my gosh! What? Wow. What you don't like? You your think skin, it's too high? You just your your grading scale is just. I mean, it's your segment. You own it. So, but your grading well, here, scale. Listen, is hear me the out. Chart. Hear me if out. That's First, a three point seven. Like, what's what's a two gonna look like? Listen, hear me out. Hear me out. Um. So you think a two? You think a two is bad? 
Like you think you think I should have rated her. So uh, if it, we're we're going on. So again, for those that don't know, we're going on a zero point zero to a five point oh scale. So why are you hating uh, on Dana Brooke? I'm just saying it. So with that being a two point five is like the average figure. Okay, well, first and of you're all, saying this figure is way above average now. So two point five is average. Okay, well, listen, <laughs> it was a first time in line figure. Okay, okay, you do get bonus points for being for being a first time in the line. It was pro- It was back when she's basically an elite figure, so she gets bonus points for being a basic price point, and you get elite articulation. Okay, okay, so that's that's a bonus point. Um, her paint app, she's got several colors. She's got, you know, pink. She's got a shaded, like, gradient, like, looks where it's, like, sheer along the side. Silver. Um, she's got paint detailing for her laces and everything. Um, the chest of the the figure, which, you know, they botch on a lot of paint jobs on women figures. It actually looks really, really good and believable. Um, you know, like, it looks like actual ring gear and not just, like, paint app. Um and yeah, they capture the face scan, which I think is really hard on a lot of women's figures, especially in those early days when we saw this is like the same time that we were getting those Sasha Banks figures that were just like, yikes. So the fact that You're they right. were able to can, uh, capture Dana Brooks face scan as well as they did, I feel like that deserves some some credit. So, uh, yeah, I just I, I get it. Those are all very, very good points. Great review. I just feel like a 3.7 for Dana Brooke means that we're going to be like breaking the scale like under <laughs> Uncle Dave whenever we hit like, you know, Maybe it'll all defining come. moments like WrestleMania 7 <laughs> Ultimate Warrior. That's going to be like a 7.0 on a, on a it'll all scale. It'll all even out in the watch, okay? <laughs> yeah. I, I, need to, I need to get my scales um, calibrated. You know what yeah. I mean? We three, haven't been, we haven't three, been doing... seven seems a little bit high for a, a basic Listen, Dana Brooke we haven't year. been doing this segment long enough. I'm not calibrated properly, but I do think Dana Brooke, I think you guys are uh, shooting a little hard. I, maybe you haven't seen this. Oh, you saw it, I guess, when you put it in the casket but, yeah no it's um, a cool figure that yeah it's a great figure i mean it's the best dana brooks dana brook figure you know i don't have elite 81 because elite 68 was the best but like i said if we're we're judging across the entire spectrum of wrestling figure history three seven seems a little bit high but <laughs> yeah. it is how many chicks it's not how many Seths, and it's not how many marcos so <laughs> sheena's word is final 3.7 for elite for basic 68 dana brook that's right Hey everyone, it's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice-cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week is where myself, the heel husband, Chick Foley, and Marco, the MVP, give you guys a recommendation from a match or event from years gone by to get you through the weekend. This segment is brought to you by our good friends at Chalkline. Chalkline specializes in bringing you the absolute best in retro-inspired fan wear. They can be found on Instagram at ChalklineOfficial or at Chalk-Line.com. All right, we cannot kick off the retro wrestling recommendation of the week without doing our chalkline check-in. This is where I ask the heel husband which of his 60 pair of chalkline shorts he is wearing during this episode. So, Seth, what you rocking over there? 
So today I am rocking the Fanimation-inspired Heart Foundation shorts. These are the ones that actually have Bret Hart and Jim Danville Neidhart printed oh, yeah. on the side of the shorts. One cool thing about these, these are one of, uh, I think I have three or four of the actual sample pairs of Chalkline shorts. So like the initial one, these are like the first off the press from Chalkline that yeah. they hooked us up with because they've always been so generous with us. So um, they're pretty pretty close to what was original, what was um eventually released there's a couple minor differences on the stitching but yeah i have actually have the sample pair of uh brett and jim heart foundation shorts so yeah those are awesome yeah pretty pretty cool um for the retro wrestling recommendations of the week this week we're sticking with the theme of the wrestlers that were released today um sheena i'll kick it to you first what's your pick so i'm going with again my girls uh Billy Kay and Peyton Royce from the Iconics. I'm picking an episode of SmackDown from April 10th, 2018. This is where um, the Iconics came out. They had a really great moment where they confronted the SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte and just gave her just a brutal beatdown. Um, and then afterwards, you know, as they were backing up the ramp, this allowed Carmella to come in and cash in and become the new smackdown women's champion so very very noteworthy moment um it was a title change so yeah smackdown from april 10th 2018 i think that was actually the postmania smackdown that year from right after wrestlemania yeah. 34 and yeah we still have the the postmania smackdown for this year to look forward to so it'll be interesting to see if we have a uh a moment that memorable this year marco what's your pick all right uh so my i'm, a, I'm a, let me say my original pick because i was going to go off of the the celebration of uh, Bull Nakano um, and her retro figure. My original pick was uh, Alondra Blaze versus Bull Nakano, SummerSlam 1994. Don't tell Seth. Um, He'll go watch we're, that match we're right now. We're always here for an Alondra Blaze slash pick. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was going to go with. Um, but uh, since we're doing this, but yeah, I'm not even sure if it's on the network yet. I haven't checked to see if like, any other SummerSlams were up there, so I'm not even sure if you can go watch it. Probably watch it on YouTube, but really awesome match. Definitely go back and watch it. But since we're going with the, uh, you know, the theme of the releases, my pick was uh, Samoa Joe versus Finn Balor at NXT Arrival. Mm. Uh, that was on June eighth, two thousand sixteen. Um, the end, right? <clears throat> the end. Yeah, sorry, NXT. The end. Yeah. But I, I really, do, I originally want to go with the when he won the title in Worcester, but I've totally forgot that uh, it was a house show and not. Mm. It was like recorded by a fan. It wasn't actually like a. Like a like a televised yes. saving, so that would have been even better because I was actually I was there in attendance when it happened. So I, I picked this. I thought that well. was in Lowell. No, it was in Worcester. Okay, yeah, yeah. that was Mar- a, Marco uh, was there. He remembers <laughs> that crowd was insane. I remember the footage yes. from that match, and it was just off the chain, dude. The, the fans were just losing their minds for that match. Yeah, because I seen the footage afterwards, and I was like, "Oh, they must have recorded this." And I was like, "Damn it! It was a freaking fan recording. It mm-hmm. wasn't a." A real match, but yeah. So, so Joe Finn Balor. Uh, it's about sixteen minutes long. Um, it's awesome. It's a steel cage match as well. Um, as you, I mean, Samoa Joe. I mean, spoiler alert. He pulls out the uh, the win, retains the his NXT title. It, to this day, it's the only time the Demon's been beat in WWE. Yeah, I mean, if you, you're going up against the the Beast, Samoan Beast, Samoa mm-hmm. Joe. I mean, against the uh, against Finn Balor. I mean. Finn can bring up all the face pain and all the body pain he wants, but yeah, you know, Samoa Joe's a different animal. Yeah, I think Joe's the original the, uh, tribal chief. I think yeah. he hit the he is. Uh, he's the head of the table. Yeah. The muscle buster <laughs> off the second rope, I think, was the finish to that match. It was a hell of a uh, hell of a fight. For 
for me, I'm sticking with NXT um, Arrival. Like Marco misspoke a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm going with the the main event from NXT Arrival, the first live special on WWE Network. It was Bo Dallas defending the NXT Championship against Neville, aka Pac, Ooh. in uh, a ladder match. So. Like Sheena talked about earlier, Bo Dallas was the first the NXT champion that brought us into the WWE Network era. Um, a really, really awesome heel. And he finally got his comeuppance and, and dropped the belt to Neville in a ladder match at the first ever WWE Network live event. Now the WWE Network is no more. Uh, it's got even more historical significance. But, but yeah, that's my pick. Um, and again, shout out to all of the wrestlers that are, are moving on to uh, you know the next phase of their careers today. We wish you guys all the best. And Sheena, it's time for some listener mail. Well, it doesn't seem like we're moving on from those guys too quickly because some of our listener mails uh, include questions about today's releases. So our first question comes in from David Brooks. He says, which of today's releases do you... Uh, do you see finding their way back to WWE first? Marco, I'll start with you. Finding their way back to WWE? Yeah, who can you see coming back to WWE, you know, sooner rather than later? Uh, I can see the Iconics coming back at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, they make a name somewhere else, get, you know, get their get their uh, star status up a little bit in other organizations. And then I can see them definitely coming back. Because that's where they, I mean, that's where they started. That was yeah. their... Their birthplace was the WWE, so I could definitely see them coming back. I was going to say Samoa Joe at some point because I obviously, I mean, probably for personal reasons, I want to see him come back and be put in the main event spot. But uh, yeah, probably the Iconics would be the my first pick to come back right. at some point. What about you, Seth? I think Samoa Joe. I actually, I don't know why. I got a funny feeling Samoa Joe is going to wind up back in NXT as a coach. I think he's going to get re-signed by WWE in some sort of capacity and. Uh, and be right back. He's just been, he's been such a big part of the product over the last six years, you know, between being a wrestler and an announcer that it seems weird that all of a sudden they would just kind of kind of pull the pull pull the plug on Samoa Joe. So I think he ends up back in NXT, um, whether it's an on screen performer or backstage. All right. Our next question is from Zach Hertzler. He says, "What's your favorite WrestleMania entrance set?" Seth, I'll start with you this time. I got to go with 33, man. You yeah, know, I knew you obviously were I'm say a that. little bit biased because I was there in person, but I think the Universal Studios and roller coaster inspired set design was just beautiful, man. Um, I really, really, really love that one. So that 33 is my pick. And then uh, again, staying biased, I think 31 looked great too. That was the, the WrestleMania, WrestleMania play button. As our yeah, friends over at, uh, that was just that side. was a really just clean, like almost minimalist design, whereas 33 was just over the top and just. Awesome. So, Margo, what's your pick? Oh man, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go bias as well and probably go with WrestleMania 30 because I was there in person. Yeah, that one looks uh, great. I think the, oh, the mask, just, like yeah. all the multicolor. I think that's really a really pretty set. New Orleans, mm-hmm. the vibe, the the atmosphere, just everything just brought that together. And I mean, just like the set was amazing too as well. The the big the triple X, and obviously everyone had their jokes with the. Uh, <laughs> with the WrestleMania Triple X theme. But uh yeah. yeah, no, I thought it was I thought it was pretty awesome. 
Okay. Sheena, what's your favorite? I'm going to go like way out left field because I know this is like a very controversial WrestleMania, but I'm going to have to go with WrestleMania 9. I think that <laughs> I agree. I think that um, WrestleMania set, it was just so unique as to what we were used to seeing, you know, with like Caesar's Palace and all that kind of stuff. I just thought it was really cool. It really made for interesting entrances, um, you know, the outdoor arena. It just really felt like a big, huge event. And I love Yeah, they killed it. As yeah. far as like a themed WrestleMania goes, they went all in on the Caesar's Palace team and it, it looked amazing is yes. yeah the, the show kind of sucks but the set design still holds up even you know 26 years later agree what was contra what was controversial about that wrestlemania oh anything I, in particular i don't know this, this <laughs> jackass came out with a black eye and really really f things up for everyone so <laughs> racist it screwed the best yeah. wrestler of all time out of the world championship let's yeah. call it what it is yeah, let's just call oh, it what man. it is. Anybody that's still listening right now is a hardcore Foley fan member, so we can go uh, just 100% unfiltered. That's right. Um, our good buddy TNT, Tyson Neil Trevino, says, Thoughts on when a wrestler gets released from a company? Do you think it's the right decision to do, even if they know there's going to be backlash from the fans? And then he says, as always, it's Friday. And you know what that means. Clearly, he's talking about tomorrow when he's listening to the Chick Foley show. But um yeah, I, I'll, I'll actually answer this one. I think it's it's a business, you know, at the end of the day, as much as we love these guys, as much as we have feelings for them, um, get emotionally attached to them, feel like sometimes they don't get their shine that they deserve. If the dollars and cents aren't making, you know, aren't making sense, then um, if the dollars don't make sense. Yeah, that's right. If the, do- if the dollars, <laughs> if the dollars don't make sense, you gotta, you gotta let them go. And sometimes I think it's like, you know, in, in terms of like, farm since we're speaking about farms and stuff it's the humane thing to do you know it is to let them taking go. them out behind the woodshed yeah taking yeah, them just, out and letting them let them have the I, I think i won't say taking them out behind the woodshed i was gonna say like lead let, the let them slaughter no no not at all i was nope. gonna say <laughs> let them go free you know kind of yeah, just them re- release free. them release them out into the wild and you know that's let not them- what happens on farms though <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that is true. Yeah. Oh, that's very true. Don't, don't, um. don't talk about the morbid side <laughs> of farms. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, it sucks when it happens because like Seth um, talked about at the top of the show, these are real people that are losing their jobs. Yeah, they got bills to pay, man. Yeah. Like just, you know, I mean, just think of, I mean, we're all three like, you know, not that we're old, but we're like, you know, into adulthood. We have kids, we mm-hmm. have financial obligations we have to meet and you get accustomed to having a check coming in every month. It's going to suck if something disrupts that, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's the right thing to do. You guys, you guys have any qualms with WWE just like cutting the fat where they need to? Mm, no. I, the only thing I would add is, you know, the, the fan part of it is, I, I, this is probably like very insensitive to say, but uh, that it's not going to be anything bad where we're going to get canceled. But I think I don't like the fact that like, the fans only care when it happens. That's true. very true. That Where is, were you guys so at I, supporting the Iconics yeah. when they were on TV? That is a valid yeah. point, Marco. Where were you, yeah, where are you on like Twitter, your social media? It's like while they were there, just did you for, Did you buy their t-shirts? Did you, uh, yeah, you, did you, yeah. Did you get their merch sales up? Mm-hmm. Did you watch you the know? YouTube videos of them? Yeah. Yeah, did you get their numbers up? Like did you help? Did you contribute in any way for them to, you know, like WWE go, hey, you know, we're going to keep them in this in this round of like, you know, removing people from the organization. And that's what it is, man. You know, I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, that's what it is. If eyeballs are watching and people are talking about it, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, like WWE wants that that attention. So yeah, if you're you're not out there talking about your favorite wrestlers and supporting them, you know, by buying their merch and watching their clips on YouTube, then yeah, you really don't have room to complain. It's like in the election, you know, if you didn't vote, you don't really have room to 
complain, yeah. you know? Hey, so. Look at look at Cesaro. He's like the perfect example of like, hey, he, you know, we, we talked about him a lot on the show about how he's kind of like the, you know, he has it, but not, he doesn't have it. Yes. All of it. Yes. But he, he made it's it to awesome WrestleMania this year. Man. Yep. Mm-hmm. He made it to WrestleMania. And now he's got Seth his Rollins. moment. He beat, Seth, yeah. Yeah. he beat Seth Rollins clean at WrestleMania. But that was the that was the will of the fans saying, you know, Cesaro deserve he deserves to be in the spot. He deserves this. He did, and that and they were reading those things and they were they were watching video clips of Cesaro and they were checking on social media. It all, it all goes by numbers. They check all these things, like how many likes uh, on a photo he gets, like yeah. how many likes on a video. They watch these things. Like there it's a numbers driven game. And if they don't have the numbers up, yeah, they obviously that this is what happened. So That's right. like I said, like the fan part of it is, you know, you can't have backlash if you're not uh, supporting them while they're there. So, or giving, as I like to say, giving them them flowers yeah. while they're, you know, they're still there to, mm. you know, receive them. Yeah. Essentially. Preach. All right, Sheena, give us one more question. All right. This is our last question is from our buddy in ring art at in ring art on Instagram. Love this uh, guy. Justin Frank. Speaking of which um, we have talking about our love for Mick Foley sent me an, in, an incredible sticker pack. I did a trade with him. Um, that was awesome. Yeah. A figure trade where uh, I got a, a, an awesome piece of artwork. I'll post it on the Instagram soon from him. Um, and he threw in these, uh, these incredible Mick Foley stickers. So you can find all of his stuff. If you go to at in ring art and the link in his bio will take you to wrestling for sale is where he has his little market, his little shop through. So you can buy all of his pieces and stuff there. So definitely check out Justin's stuff. Um, big, big fans. He says, uh, Kenny versus Seth or, New Day versus Kenny and the Bucks. So, Seth, I'll let you kick this one off. Justin, I love you, brother. But this one's no uh, competition, man. Kenny versus Seth is one of the, if not my most wanted match in the world, it's like, you know, number two or number three. So, yeah, I, I love the New Day. But come on, man. Seth Rollins is, you know, one of the best of the best of the last decade. We need to see him and Kenny Omega go at it one-on-one while they're both still at their peak. So for me, it's Kenny and Seth. Marco, you got any qualms with that? No, no, not at all. I would have picked the same thing, but I would also want to see uh, the New Day versus the Elite only because... Yeah, that'd be a badass match. Sure. Well, they had that that, uh, competition that they did the uh, Street Fighter years back. Street Fighter competition where they were just cutting promos on each other and... It was it was really entertaining. So it was a lot of fun. Just judging off of that, and if they let them go on the mic, either one of those guys, as much as I don't believe anything the Bucks or Kenny Omega says <laughs> in their promos, even though you just trashed them for ten minutes at the top of the show. Yeah, no, the the New Day would have a field day with with uh, not not for nothing. They would definitely kill them in the promo. Oh yeah, game. there's so much stuff Hands you could down. roast Kenny and the Bucks on, man. Yeah, I mean, but uh, yeah, no, I definitely would love to see. Obviously, Seth Rollins and Kenny Omega. That's like a, I think that's a dream match for everybody. Like any wrestling fan would would like die to see that match. All right, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me at Chick Foley on Instagram. Marco's running the Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show. And by all means, if you're an awesome wrestling fan, um, please join our Foley fam at Chick Foley Show dot. Yeah, it's so much fun. Remember to follow all of our Pod Foundation members, Turnbuckle Tavern, Pyramid Wrestling, and the Extra Cooler Show. Excellent, excellent content coming from all of those guys. Um, And make sure you guys are hitting that subscribe button. You know, it really does help. Hit subscribe and then drop us a review um, because that helps iTunes kind of, uh, you know, increase our platform and help new listeners discover us. Um, Support Ringside. 
Follow or use code Chick Foley at Ringside Collectibles. Save 10% on all your purchases. And remember, all you got to do is DM a screenshot to Sheena and Marco on Instagram and Twitter showing that you listened to this show to have a chance to win Elite 82 Alexa Bliss. Marco, you are the Chick Foley Show prediction champion. You get the closing words for this week, so hit us with something. Um, I just like to say, wherever you go, you're there. That's it. Wow. <laughs>